Morning, good morning, good morning. We are live here from the State House in the Rotunda, ladies oh, and gentlemen. Oh, my word. 100 big shows. I guess you need an applause, Dr. Mark Eckle. <laughs> Let me give you some up in here, man. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> I just love that applause. That's hey, really man, cool. no, uh, just want to welcome you in. Uh, Warping Wolf Radio, uh, celebrating 100 episodes, uh, and I mean episodes. That's my right. brother, Dr. Mark Eckle, and myself been bringing you this great, great show, Warping Wolf Radio, over the last two years. And first of all, my brother, let me say congratulations. And the grind is uh, <laughs> is real, isn't it? Isn't that the truth? You, you know, and I, I do it together. Hey, man, and I just uh, appreciate all the love, all the brotherhood, man. And uh, you've been bringing some great content for the last two years to the community, especially about... Um, our, our young people, as they leave home and face this crazy, crazy world that we live in, trying to create some type of bearing, some type of uh, foundation when they leave. Uh, That's as right. The uh, statistics say over That's 70% right. of our young people uh, here in the Indianapolis area, when they leave home, uh, if they have some faith-based values or Christian values, they will lose them and get sucked up by this world. And what we want to do is make sure that we create a, a holistic platform uh, for these young folks to have to, uh, to be able to talk to, ask questions about whatever it might be. So, Dr. Right. Mark Eckle, congratulations, buddy. It's your show now. <laughs> ah, thanks, man. It's great to be here. Uh, fantastic to be here in the state capitol building in Indianapolis, uh, the state capital of uh, Indiana itself. Just a, a shout-out to Comenia specifically and to uh, all of our board members, including my brother sitting next to me, H.B. Bell, on our board, uh, Liz Meyer, uh, Janelle Howard, and also uh, Matt Beauchamp. All of these great people are helping us uh, move forward with our work. We're doing uh, connecting folks to three bridges throughout Indianapolis. The first bridge is what HP just mentioned. That is helping Christian young people make the transition into public university. The second bridge is into communities, helping Christians know Christians around Indianapolis, and we're doing that through the radio show with a special interest in connecting black and white leaders together. And the third bridge is Christianity into culture, helping Christians understand the culture around them. And we do that every single week in all the different kinds of uh, ideas that we bring forward in this particular show. In this particular show today, our 100th episode, our 100th show, uh, being in the State House, uh, there's going to be a great event at noon today. Don't want to miss it. If you get a chance to come down here, do so. It is going to be the opening of the state legislature uh, session. And with that comes the prayer that, that, that the prayer meeting that comes ahead of that. Uh, Matt Barnes and Tim Overton, uh, two great men here down here leading uh, great volunteer chaplain servants, services. And uh, they and others will be leading in prayer uh, coming up, uh, actually beginning the new state legislature this, uh, this year, 2018. So, HB, it's a great thing to be here, great, great to be in these hallowed halls. Uh, very, very pleased to be with you today. And God knows we need as much prayer as possible with the landscape of how things are going today. we got some young folks coming in learning about the legislation today. Go. And hopefully, uh, if you get down here today before 12 o'clock and we uh, leave the airways, you can come up here and offer your opinions or some insights on uh, what you see as necessary that we can do to help build our state together. Like go. we do each and every week, we're not going to shortchange you. I know you love this great music that we play. <laughs> and so we're going to go to song, and then when we come back, Mark, you've got a special show today. I'm going to try to stay out of the way until you need me. Uh, but, no, we're just going to have a great, great time here today. You are listening to Warp and Wolf Radio on the Cool Groove site. We are live from the Statehouse. Join us and tell somebody to tell somebody. We're down here getting it. 
uh, RadioNext.tv. We are live from the State House getting ready for the 2018 legislators coming back into town, Dr. Mark. And I mean, what? Uh, let's set this up, man, because we have to give much love and, and shouts out to Matt Barnes, who made right. all this possible. That's right. Uh, we were talking to him last week, and little did I know last week. Um, that they the state house had a chaplain trying to keep some sense <laughs> in, in the lawmakers said I said it's so necessary and so needed but as you venture through this state house I'm gonna give you a little warning people mm. prayer works because there it is some of the people up in here when you start meeting them whether it's Republican Democrats or whatever the agenda is mm-hmm. I mean you can feel the presence of the Lord up that's in the house. it that's, that's it. what we're all about you know was it really interesting as we were sitting here and uh, getting just kind of set up to see Matt uh, Barnes and Tim Overton uh, just seeing various senators who were waving over their heads at these guys. I mean, these guys are well-known throughout the state house, And we all need some Jesus. And what I'm <laughs> loving about sitting right here in the middle of this, this beautiful, beautiful state capitol building, uh, when we watch some of the people walk by, Mark, they're yeah. all coming around and taking a look like, taking hey, a look. what's going on over here? <laughs> That's right. They got the twins in the middle of the state house. Absolutely, <laughs> man. And, I, and, and it's so funny because I posted out on Facebook this morning, you know, as I wage to go where the air is rare from whence I came <laughs> to where I am. My bet is on the dare. And, man, who would have thought seven who years ago thought? this little Internet radio station would be sitting up here, man, dealing with the legislators and people who are making laws that make a difference in our state. That's right. Brother. And we are doing uh, just that. We are focused on these folks today. But we're also focused on this 100th show. Really happy to uh, have done, be able, been able to do this with you. And you just mentioned a moment ago how uh, this was something that uh, was a difficult job, but somebody had to do it. You know, of course, tongue in cheek. You know, As but, Noah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure you got a whole bunch of kudos for building an ark in the middle of the desert. Yeah, uh, not the you truth. Know, like, you know, what kind of swamp are you going to be selling that in? But, well, any case, throughout man. the day, we're going throughout these two hours when we're on air, we're actually going to be giving shouts out to various individuals who uh, have posted on our Facebook page, LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, texting, all kinds of stuff. We're anticipating a phone call from Chris Davis, a mover and a shaker here in the city in just a few moments. But before we get to that, I want to read a couple of verses from Proverbs. Since we are in the State House in these hallowed halls, uh, Proverbs chapter 29, I just uh, am fascinated by uh, chapters 28 and 29, have much to do with issues of authority and power, specifically of kings. And this is what Proverbs 29, 2 says, When the righteous increase, the people rejoice. Wow, I just need to read that again. When the righteous increase, the people rejoice. This is a fantastic statement. This is the reason why when people are seeing Matt and Tim here in the State House, they're giving them the big wave and they go over and talk to them because they've been known for a long time here. And as uh, H.B. Wells says, been bringing Jesus up in here for a long time. Proverbs 29.4 says, By justice a king builds up the land. Here we are in these hallowed halls, and we're really anxious for justice. Everybody is. 29.7, Proverbs 29.7. A righteous man knows the rights of the poor. How important it is to maintain the rights of individuals. And these are not things that the government gives. These are given from on high, from God himself. And the responsibility of government is to protect the rights of the people. One more statement here from Proverbs 29. If a king faithfully judges the poor, his throne will be established forever. I'll read that again. If a king faithfully judges the poor... 
his throne be established forever. What a great opportunity to uh, speak into the lives of individuals who have for a very long time, many years, uh, been making laws, uh, creating uh, the boundaries in which uh, folks here as Hoosiers live in the great state of Indiana, but at the same time recognizing their responsibility to justice. And so, uh, HB, I think that's really powerful and important for us to actually get a handle on these things. We talk about justice all the time. We talk about rights. We talk about issues as it relates to the issue of the king and laws, politicians. So how, be- how much better it is uh, to have folks up in here like Matt and Tim and others who are doing the great work of bringing people uh, to prayer and bringing prayer to the people. Heaven on earth, man, there it is. Well, let me give you a proverb, 2229, and it says, King, that, uh, you know, see thy man diligent in his craft, and he shall sit before kings. And that's what, you know, you and I both have done because some of the people that we have on our show and we have had on our show, um, it it dictates that that and warrants that commentary and that verse. Because the truth of the matter is when you're out trying to do some good work, go and look it up, man. I see (laughs) You think I knew some Bible? You didn't know I knew some Bible, did you, little preacher? Man? So, so no, we're going to have a great time today, but we're going to be serious about uh, the men are at hand because we are. Uh we're just blessed, number Absolutely. one, to be able to transfer information that can educate, empower, and entertain uh, the listener every day. And uh, over over two years now, man, that's right, uh, going in, and we have had so many different guests from the youth that uh, you work with at Comenius to uh, you know your mom listening every week. <laughs> that's and, right, uh, all your friends around the country. So I just you know uh, keep congratulating you all day. It's well deserved. Oh, thank you, and and, and need needs to mention yeah two two years is a long time though i was thinking about this this morning you know two years really has come and gone rather quickly i was rather surprised by that when i stopped to think about it you know we've been doing this grinding it out every single week like we always talk about but at the same time it feels like uh you know it's time has passed real quick well i think what happens and, and i can say this honestly i'm coming up on seven years of doing my show on saturday um, and the excitement, and I was just explaining this to someone the other day, not one time on a Saturday morning have I made that drive into this radio station and felt like, man, I don't feel like being here. I mean, I am so excited every single time that I get to sure. go in and share this information um, and uh, meet some of the different guests. Absolutely. Uh, and speaking of guests, it looks speaking like you have someone on right now. <laughs> we actually do. This is uh, Chris Davis calling in uh, from uh, Bridge Leadership. Chris, how are you doing today? Doing real well. Hey, Chris, how you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good, my brother. <laughs> Getting it in this morning, man. Getting it in. All right. Yeah. Sounds good. Oh, Reverend Chris Davis and Reverend Jerry Davis are going to be on the show on the 24th of January. Can't wait uh, for that. But in the meantime, Chris, I wanted just to give you an opportunity to give a shout out to what you do around town here with Bridge Leadership. Tell people what that is and why it's important and uh, maybe a little bit about what you and I and uh, some others in your group are doing. Wow. Well, I'll try to give the Reader's Digest version. How about that? <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, you know, I, you know so the Bridge Leadership Foundation is um, our direct service is primarily um, mentoring parent engagement and um, cultural immersion. Um, so what God is doing with us is just incredible. I'm the president and founder um, and have been since uh, 2011. We started the organization and, and have since grown uh, internationally. So we are uh, actually an international organization. We have programs here in the United States, primarily in Indianapolis um, and connectively in Chicago and also in Germany 
native country. So it's really, really cool. And then, you know, we are collectively uh, with a number of other organizations, including uh, working with you, uh, Dr. Echo, uh, to launch what we're calling uh, Courageous Conversations. And so it's a really, really great piece that we're getting ready to launch, uh, connecting cultures and bridging divides and creating opportunities for you. One of the great things that is happening uh, is this great organization called Bridge Leadership here in Indianapolis. And uh, one of the great leaders of this town, uh, Chris Davis, uh, is here on the phone with us here today. Uh, part of our 100th episode, 100th show uh, participant, uh, we're really grateful for uh, what you do around town, celebrate you everywhere I get, I get a chance to talk to people about. And uh, Chris, I cannot wait uh, to see what God's going to do with us, uh, with this curriculum, uh, with the opportunities that we have to interact with folks, and specifically uh, bringing black and white communities together. Absolutely. I'm, I'm extremely excited. And uh, you have done a great job crafting the curriculum, so I'm excited to implement Oh, thanks, man. I'm really grateful uh, for the opportunity. It's what I've been doing for, man, 35-plus years now, uh, teaching, writing curriculum, being with young people. But to expand these horizons now out into the community and to work with folks like you is really powerful. And, of course, uh, being here with HB for two years, uh, 100 episodes, 100 shows now, uh, and you being a part of this is just a real uh, real positive thing for us today. And Honestly, looking forward uh, to having you on the show in a few weeks uh, so that you can expose folks more to what you're doing and the great work around Indianapolis. Thanks so much for your participation. Absolutely. Thank you so much for the invitation. I look forward to uh, our 24th uh, show. Absolutely. Thanks, Chris, for uh, chatting this morning. Blessings on your day, brother. Blessings to you guys, too. Take care. All right. All right, Chris Davis, ladies and gentlemen, that's what we're talking about. Making good in the neighborhood is what we do on the Comenius Institute. Why are you laughing? Yeah, at that's Titus Three, man. That's our tagline. There it is. Do good. That's I it. Things up for my twins in the last two years. I didn't find you till after uh, fifty-two years, fifty-seven years. Yeah. But Dag Nabbit, we are here now and doing the great, great works in the community. Uh, where do we see, Mark? Uh, you know, we got two years in, and, and I mean, yeah. as, as we look back, give me some per, uh, perspective on when you first walked into this arena versus, right. you know, now where do we need to go? Well, you know, this goes all the way back to Janelle Howard. Uh, Janelle just married uh, Aaron here a couple weeks ago. Great. Congratulations again, you guys. Uh, but uh, Janelle was really the first one who brought us in. Uh, Cliff, the connection there to Ebenezer Baptist downtown. Uh, and we were sitting there talking about my new book at that time about movies. And uh, I'll never forget, after after my little thing on your show on Saturday morning, you, you come up to me and said, man, you can talk. Yeah. You need to have your own show. Well, I'll never forget that. Well, it takes one that. to know one. You <laughs> That's know what right. I'm saying? And, and, you know, it's ironic because when, when this thing was being built, I had no clue on how to monetize it yeah. other than to say, okay, you do what I did, and if you have some messages to get across to the community, then do what I did and go out here and start working it and working right. it and working it. I didn't even know it was a uh, a platform. How about that? Uh, you know, before I went back to college, it's so. You know how God does His thing sometimes, and naivete is yeah. the gift yeah. because if you know too much, then you try to do too much. And and here's what's ironic: I've watched a lot of people come behind this duplicating it yep trying to recreate uh more information platforms and what i notice is is that a lot of times we get so technical and yeah. so 
so uh, spotless and so <laughs> canned and uh, you know yeah i found out people don't really want that yeah they want actually want raw real yeah how do we talk when we're talking to one another uh sitting at the lunchroom table how do we talk and 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 get with one another when we're sitting at a bar, whatever it might be? Yeah. I want to sit down. Hey, we, this is how we do it. This is going to be impromptu this morning. This so is impromptu, on. absolutely. This is John Crane, one of our representatives here in Indiana. Uh, John, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do here coming in the legislature yeah, in 2018. Thanks, Mark. Um, I just walked in the door. Actually, we're starting our new legislative session today, and I'm a senator for De- District 24. And so looking forward to... Uh, all the new issues that we're going to be tackling, but we're in a short session this year, so it's going to it's going to be fast and furious. <laughs> you guys got the long one next year, right? Is that yeah, right? That's right. That's right. That's Every right. other year is the long session because the, uh, we have a biennial budget. Yeah, you so, got to take care of the money, man. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so they told me last year that it was going to be fast and furious, and it was. And then yeah. they said, "You think it was bad last year? <laughs> Wait till the short session." Oh so, man. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, though. It's going to be good. It's been great uh, to have you representing us here in the Hoosier State, and uh, it was really great to have uh, Mike Roll uh, invite you over. Yeah. Uh, uh, to the Q Commons event. Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah, tell us a little bit about uh, what you do around Indianapolis that does good for the, the yeah, community. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, Mike is doing such a great job with Q Commons, and um, Q Commons is kind of, uh, I would say they do similar work, in, but for what I do, in addition to being a state senator, I run what's called the Sagamore Leadership Initiative. Yeah. And so we are in the business of raising up next-generation leaders who really understand the times and know what to do, who mm. are what we would call cultural leaders. Mm. And so we, as you know, uh, need leaders in our culture who are biblically grounded, who are uh, principled in that way, but who are also um, courageous, mm. right? Because you can you can believe the right things, yes. but if you're not willing to stand, to speak, and to act when the moment comes, yeah. then it minimizes the impact that mm. those beliefs can have on a wider audience. So. Mm. We teach our young people those kinds of things and also the idea of being thoughtful yes. in mind and in manner and right. how we engage with people so right. that we can get an audience to advance the... Yeah, persuasion uh, instead of picketing, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> there that's it right. is. Yeah. That's and important. I think, you know, I think there's a place for picketing, but I think uh, the most effective thing you can do, as Dale Carnegie yeah, said about how to win friends yeah. and influence people, is to build a relationship with somebody and then determine... What are the best ways for me to be able to connect with them mm. in order to hopefully persuade them to my way of thinking? Yes, absolutely. Man, John, we're just so thrilled that you stopped by here yeah. today. Thanks for telling us about Sagamore Leadership yeah. and the good work. Uh, emphasis in the show is always do good, do good, do good. That's right. We're looking for folks like you around Indy. John, thanks so much for being well, with thank us. Thank you, Mark. Yeah. I'm glad to be able to stop in. A hundredth show today, man. Thanks right. so much. Leave, leave that card, too, if you can, Mike, because okay. we're actually posting out here who's all joining us and Lonnie's over okay. I you, just a veteran in yeah. the legislation. Yeah, come on and have a seat. Are you a veteran. John, buddy. blessings on your here. day, brother. Introduce yourself to Mark Eckle. This is Dr. Mark Eckle over here, and Mark, this is his show. Good to meet you. Good to meet you. From East Chicago. A real pleasure to meet you. And East Chicago is the city on the lake. There you go. I taught at Moody Bible Institute for six years. Okay, so you're familiar with East Chicago. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. I'm trying to see if I've got a car. Well, and man. Can you pull up on that mic just a little bit for me? And we are just thrilled to have folks like yourself here representing us in the Hoosier State. Tell people a little bit about uh, where you come from, what your focus is, and what you hope to accomplish here in these couple of months. Well, I'm from northwest Indiana, uh, a city called, small city called East Chicago, 
We've got about 30,000, give or take a couple hundred here and there. A second-class city. We're about uh, maybe 15 minutes from Chicago. We're, we're east Chicago, right across the state line from Illinois, and we're mm. east of Chicago, henceforth the name East Chicago. Okay. We're sandwiched between the city of great city of Gary, the great city of Hammond, and Whiting. So mm. we're right between all three of them. Okay. All right. When you come from Chicago, the south side of Chicago, the first city you hit is um, Whiting and then parts of Hammond, then you hit East, East Chicago, and you keep going further east, you're on the Gary. Okay. So we're sandwiched right between all three of them and everything. Excellent. And, and I'm down here. There's a lot of things we all would like to accomplish. We've got 50 state senators. We've got 100 state reps. So we've got 150 legislators. We're considered part-time legislators because we're here only for the beginning of the year. And um, But we're biennial. In other words, we have a budget every two years. Mm. And that's normally in the odd years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we're in session for four months from January to the end of April during those budgetary years. Okay. Non-budget years, like the even years, like mm. this year, we're on there for three months from January to March. Henceforth, that's where the part-time legislator come in. And, okay. And, and, and that's been it from the inception. But since that time, the work has escalated. It's increased. Uh. So even though we're in label part-time, we do a full-time job. Yeah. We're here pretty much pretty often. That's right. And each one of us have our own special, specific projects that we want to focus on Okay, and in our respective communities. Mm-hmm. And in most of those projects are projects that end up benefiting the whole state anyway. Mm-hmm. Our main objective is getting a balanced budget. There you go. And that's so we focus on that and making okay. certain that all the agencies throughout the state are funded so that the services for the people in the entire state of Indiana will be fulfilled. There you go. And, and that's one of the reasons I think that's why the philosophy for the last few years has been having an excess budget. Uh, in other words, right now we've got a $1.8 billion budget surplus. Excellent. Which means an emergency occurs and we got some money to fall back on it. That's great. Sometimes it's questionable whether or not that's enough for an emergency, especially if you've right. got a, a flood emergency. Or right. Like that. Well, you got a whole state to manage here, too. And, you know, we were just reading, uh, our show is based on the book of Proverbs, and we were just reading from Proverbs 29 about how important it is for uh, people who are in leadership positions like yourself uh, to practice justice and uprightness and take care of the money and all of those good things. And, man, you're just doing exactly what the Proverbs are saying. That's great stuff. Yeah. And, 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 and it sounds simple, but it's not. Yeah. It's very difficult to go through a balancing act because you have to give everybody the appropriate attention, mm-hmm. respect, and recognition mm-hmm. because our state constitution requires us to assume certain responsibilities. Mm. And that responsibility deals with being fair and just to everybody in there the you entire go. state. And sometimes you're not going to get everything you want. But if, if everybody gets something of what they need, there you go. then we feel that we've done our job and everything. Yeah. And then sometimes when we do legislation problems are developed, and, and those are additional problems we didn't anticipate before the legislation mm. was passed. Case in point, we've got this, what we call the big box bill. The big box bill. The baby box bill. Baby box. Yeah, and, and it started last year. We passed that bill where it allowed, because we've got a lot of, you know, the Department of Children and Family Service has problems. Okay. And some of the caseworkers overworked, and because of lack of funding, and then as a result of that, uh, there's been some funding cutbacks. So they've been cutting back on expenses that we supply to them to cover motivation for people to adopt kids or mm. neglected. And so, and, and there's a lot of young people, un- unexpected pregnancies and all that, who mm. are not in a position to provide for the kids because mm. of financial 
for whatever reason, and so they've been abandoning them. And so we wanted to cure the problem by allowing them to baby, I don't want to say discard, but bring the child to a location, preferably a hospital. Yes. So we passed the bill last year allowing for hospital. Subsequent to that, there's been a couple cases where some young people have said that they wanted to go to the hospital, but they were fearful, and then they, then they thought about fire stations because fire stations, you've got fire people right. Right. that are there 24-7, seven right. days a week. And so this year, last year, we had a bill, which we're going to follow up again this year. Mm-hmm. Senator Holman okay. is uh, the author of the bill. And so we just had a press conference about it, and I was one of the supporters of the bill, where we're going to hopefully pass a law to allow uh, people you don't have to be young people. If, you, if you're in a position where you can't provide for a newborn child, mm-hmm. not just to have hospital locations, a place to drop them off, but also fire stations. Sure. And this should help all people. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is a, a very generous uh, opportunity to do fairness across the board for folks who may not be able to do it for themselves, yeah. but very much of a pro-life position at the same time. Yeah. And it expands, it expands the... the Agencies who are hmm. in a position to be able to take in there you go. of this nature, and so and that's good. The foresee the bad thing I foresee is that we used to be able to uh, allocate funds to people who are, let's say, take in kids and encourage them to adopt the kids, and we used to provide funds to them to cover part of the adoption expenses, but we stopped hmm. doing that. Hmm. And I've, uh, I've had a bill to try to bring that back because as a result of that, the adoptions dropped off. Okay. A bill like this, if it were to pass, it's going to increase um, more childs, homeless kids, mm-hmm. babies being born to people who can't provide for them, mm-hmm. which means what is going to expand the Department of Children and Family Services obligation and responsibilities, and which means we're going to have more kids, which means more, they're going to need more funding to provide those services for these additional kids that's going to be brought through mm-hmm. a location, as well as hopefully we can try to motivate more people, okay, foster parents to take in these kids and to consider adopting them. Mm-hmm. And as a result of that, I'd like to see us come back with that bill that mm-hmm. allows some additional siphon mm-hmm. to go to families, caseworkers, not caseworkers, but um, parents who take care of these kids mm-hmm. to start looking at adoption. We're so grateful that you're here doing that, emphasizing what the family should be about, and that is uh, keeping folks together, if that's a possibility. If not, to care for children, that is a huge issue. HB, this is uh, fantastic that uh, we have representatives from around the state that are doing such great work. And, and, and these house bills, uh, Lonnie, if we could, before we let you go, uh, I work with a gentleman who was incarcerated 26 years, and has done, he's uh, uh, been released and is doing some great, great work in the community, and he finds the need. House Bill 12. Sixty-eight is what he's trying to to make sure it gets passed to make sure that when our returning citizens uh, come back into our society, they're not inundated with all of these different strains. I mean, getting getting reacclimated to you know living in this society is hard enough, but when you get out and you had a sixty-dollar traffic ticket that now is eight hundred and fifty dollars, you had child support that you were currently paying, and now when you get out four or five years later, you have four or five thousand dollars in the hole. Yeah. Everything's predicated upon being able to drive. Everything's predicated on being able to pay rent and pay your support how can we how can we help all of these brothers and sisters who are being released uh have a fair chance when they get out um instead of just putting them so far behind that eight ball 
and that's what I was, we, were, we were speaking earlier. I'm, what's your first name? Mark. Mark. Well, Mark and I were speaking earlier. That's what I mean about there is every issue that we deal with are interrelated. We have to, yeah, because the thing is, mm-hmm. it is to our advantage to come up with some kind of a training, some kind of a fund, so when these people come out, if you're incarcerated and you've served your time, you should have a skill. And, and, and we should be motivated to do that. Why? Because we just had the transformation in terms of criminal laws in Indiana. Why we do that? Because the jails are being crowded. We're getting more people being locked up, and a lot of them being locked up for small, insignificant, uh, uh, high-end misdemeanors. Uh, as a as result, <laughs> people are saying, why don't we build more prisons? Well, if mm-hmm. you build more prisons, you mm-hmm. got to do what? You need more money, which means taxing the people mm-hmm. more. So as an alternative, why don't you look at for the ones, nonviolent offenses, first-time offenders, and come up with something to keep them out of jail. Keep them out of jail, you don't have to worry about building more prisons. And and let me say this, Lonnie, when you talk about building more prisons, and we know now that the prison system is mainly uh, privatized. So if you're talking about building more prisons for a private organization, Mm -hmm. then we're talking about we need clients. And (laughs) And clients are prisoners. So, uh, you know. They're going to be motivated to try to keep absolutely. So, but but we need to we need to do that if in fact we're going to be consistent with our state and federal constitution being fair just mm-hmm. looking out for all our residents and citizens of this state and country mm-hmm. and so it should be an alternative everybody that does a crime are not bad people right they make mistakes sometimes sure. they're desperate i mean just like when you when you you're a mom the mm-hmm. the baby box rule i just mm-hmm. talked about mm-hmm. this it takes a courage for a mother to give up a child mm-hmm. okay and, and and they recognize first of all that they don't have they don't have the ability to provide the things necessary for the child's growth and development. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the same thing and you know, everything. It's necessary for us to do what we have to do in terms of looking out for the people that we represent in our respective districts and state. So, do you want an overcrowded jail system? Just lock them up. Crowded jail system. Just lock them up. Crowded jail system. Just Lock them up, 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 crowded jail system. Just and throw away the key, or do you want a system to try to re- re- rehabilitate people? Mm-hmm. Our federal, our state constitution, section eight of our constitution says that one of our objectives, anytime anybody committed a crime, is to rehabilitation first. Mm. Can they be rehabilitated? If they can, then you give them a shot. That's right. Give them a second chance. There you go. Just because a person goes and steals a steak or steals a loaf of bread to feed their kids, mm-hmm. that mean they're bad. Yeah, he's not a threat That's to right. society. Yeah, he's not That's a threat. Right. So That's why right. lock them up? You lock them up, you're going to spend thousands and thousands of dollars every year mm-hmm. to maintain them. Mm-hmm. Whereas you train them, <laughs> you train them, you spend a few dollars to train them, you don't have to worry about them anymore. They're in a position to provide for their family, to feed their family, and take care of themselves. It's a whole different ballgame. Actually, the book of Proverbs speaks right to that issue, Proverbs chapter 6. So you're right there with with the book, man. You're right there with the book. Thank God for Matt Barnes. But but y'all need Matt Barnes up in here. Y'all got got enough drama going on up in here with about three or four preachers. I'm serious. Let's go back when Jesus said, you you, you teach them how to fish. That's right. There you go. You don't feed them. You teach them how. You there teach it is. them how, then bingo, you have to worry about it. There it is. It saves us a lot of money, a lot of headaches, mm-hmm. and it gives us more time to focus on other problems. Mm-hmm. We're grateful for your work. Thank, thank you so thank much you for, for your time. Please it. take a card with you. And, thank you. Uh, grateful for what you're doing here. 
State Senator, the Minority Whip, Lonnie Randolph. You are off the hot seat. We're going to come right back after this break, and we're going to continue this great conversation. The 100th episode of Warp and Wolf Radio here on RadioNext.tv. Man, tune in. You're going to learn something today. And RadioNext.tv, we are back. You're listening to Warp and Wolf Radio, the 100 edition, and I'm going to keep saying congratulations to you, my brother, man. <laughs> we came out the house, man, with the Minority Whip leader, Mr. Lonnie Randolph, John Crane Senator. I mean, we haven't even – look, the people haven't even started coming in yet. Can yeah. you imagine who we, we – I, I know. going on up We here. might have the governor. We might have the lieutenant governor. We might have – you know what? Somebody who takes care of the restrooms. You know, we we're just absolutely <laughs> appreciate everybody. That's important for all of us. So we're gonna. I wanted to make a shout out to a few folks that have been here on the program, but also folks who have uh, made some comments along the way. Uh, Laura Henderson uh, just had uh, a wonderful little comment here as uh, as she's commenting in HB's uh, picture here on Facebook. Uh, it's really great to uh, have you in our lives, Laura. Thank you so much for the good things that you're doing at Families First. Uh, thanks so much for uh, the kinds of good things that are happening in Indianapolis because of your organization. That's Laura Henderson. We're grateful, grateful for your participation. We got some uh, other shouts out from Lakeisha and Floyd Carson. And that's right, Floyd. I gave your wife's name first. I wanted you to notice that. And uh, Lakeisha and Floyd... We're in the program, boy, we're in the early days in the first couple of months, and uh, they do some really great things around the community. Uh, at that particular time, they were working with fast cars and barbecue. Uh, Floyd does some of the best barbecue around, but I brought him wings. And every time he talks to me now, he's talking about my wings. So I guess I'm, I'm up in there with, uh, with Floyd Carson, grateful for him. Then Yolanda Lamar. Yolanda is uh, doing some great work with an organization called Women Entrepreneurs of America. The Women Entrepreneurs of America, Yolanda Lamar, uh, doing some great work here in Indianapolis. And we should, uh, because I'm mentioning Yolanda, I should also mention the folks over at Collaborate 317, uh, where we have our offices, HB and I over there. Grateful, grateful for folks like uh, Josh Bach. Uh, who has uh, brought us in uh, to be participants there with this great community of nonprofits? There are going to be about 50 nonprofits there. They're going to be bringing in uh, some veterans groups again here in this year, uh, 2018. But we're just really grateful uh, for the opportunity to be at a place like that and doing such great work. Uh, if you want to know anything at all about Collaborate 317, give us a holler. Uh, do look us up on LinkedIn. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, we're all over social media. If you want uh, my phone number, here it is, 630-303-4891. Text me. Uh, just tell me who you are, please, when you text me. We're getting all kinds of connections down here at the State House. Uh, we're sharing cards with folks, writing down phone numbers. Uh, things are getting wild in here. And now you like it. The Minority Whip just said, hey, Amos Brown used to come do this every year. <laughs> I said, well, I'm the new Amos Brown. There it is, man. <laughs> no, we're going to come down here. We are going to come down here because, as Laura Henderson was just posting on our page, man, we have to educate our people. Yeah. Uh, half the people don't even understand that the legislation is back in session. They don't know what it means when it's in session. Right. And we have to start explaining at the at the very, very grassroots level, the neighborhood levels, here are the things that affect you. Here are the things that you can help really change. And if we don't do that, then that's our fault. But if we educate people on what to do, how to do, and know what they're voting on, then we can make some changes at the local right. level, which trickles up to 
uh, the national level. Richard Samuels is online with me right now, okay. man. Yeah. And we're going to definitely talk to him. Yeah, get a hollow out to Richard. 68. What's up, Richard? Oh, man, you know how we do it up in here, brother. We are live, Dr. Mark and I, 100 episodes, and I'm talking to the Minority Whip about your new bill, brother. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, uh, working, uh, working, working diligently with uh, Ms. Robin Shackelford uh, on this 1286 bill, the traffic amnesty bill, and uh, we are definitely looking forward to uh, um, <clears throat> working with her as well as other agencies to try and make sure that... Um, those who are experiencing barriers with um, the license suspensions and uh, <clears throat> some of the uh, problems as far as the traffic fees and fines are concerned have an opportunity to get some relief uh, by uh, possibly instituting a payment, pr- uh, payment What's plan. What's all right, my brother. You know I had number love for you, man. Give my brother a uh, hundred, a hundred show celebration up in here, man. Doctor Mark been kicking it for two years strong, man. <laughs> yeah, we Carl Kelly and got Carl Kelly behind me. I do. <laughs> it's like old home week down here, State House. He told you, keep on doing what you're doing, Doctor Mark. Yeah, <laughs> Richard, man, we love you, man, and like I said. If you get an opportunity, we're going to be down here till after 12 o'clock today because this is when it all kicks off. Uh, we've invited, uh, you know, the, all the different other people who are coming in. Ten Point does their show from 12 to 2 today, and we've invited them to come down and take advantage of this atmosphere. This is where everything is happening and everything where is made. Where are you? Where are you? We are on the second floor in the state uh, capitol building, uh, dead okay. center. If you come up on the second floor, if you miss us, then you find <laughs> us me. How about that? Okay. <laughs> no, but come on up, man. We'll be here till 12, a little bit after 12, and if anyone is out, uh, we hope that you come out and participate, number one, in the 100th celebration of uh, Warp and Wolf Radio, but also find out a little bit more about what's happening at the state and local levels uh, in our government. Uh, what do you think, Doctor? Hey, man, we are grateful to be here. Uh, Matt Barnes just stopped by. He wants us to interview another one of our representatives. He'll be bringing them over here just shortly. But this is one of the wonders of being here. And and actually, one of the things that uh, kind of stood out to me here as the Minority Whip was coming in and chatting with us was he said, hey, uh, Amos Brown used to do this. Amos Brown is HB's mentor and uh, used to do this uh, kind of platform, radio platform, uh, the first day of the legislature. And so here we are doing this thing again. And here's what's funny. And when I say my mentor was never from the radio perspective, it was just a community, you know, a guy being involved in the community. Um, And I was one of the few African-American limo businesses at the time, which gave me the inroads to doing a lot of work for the works that uh, WTLC and 1310 does. So uh, we just became affiliated because that was the point guy for most of the most of you know they were coming to the interview with Amos or whatever so uh he just saw how attracted I was to making sure that we could do the best we could do in our community without begging because yes. I you know I believe go do all you can do then let let miracles be God's work after you've done everything <laughs> that you know how to do um instead of the first step out the gate and you have a misstep now you God, I need now. You need to keep digging a little harder. <laughs> That's and right. So when uh, when Amos found out I was getting into the internet radio game, he just looked at me and says, "How you find out about that?" <laughs> I said, "Amos, I lucked up and just walked in on it because my nonprofit needs exposure." And the one thing that I can remember him saying so clear: "Don't get discouraged." 
He said, in 15 years, HB, you're going to be at the forefront of the yeah. thing that's going on now. Yeah. And uh, that, that was just incredible uh, that, to have that insight uh, from a guy who was in terrestrial radio. We've got another guest coming in right now. Um, and, and Dr. Mark, please. Yes, over. please. Uh, State Senator, please introduce yourself. Uh, my name is Representative Greg Sturwald. I represent House District 40, which is uh, totally encompassed within Hendricks County. Okay, Hendricks County being represented here at Warp and Woof Radio today. Uh, tell us, uh, Representative, what it is that you're really focused on for this particular session. Well, as we continue to work with the opioid crisis, uh, that started out with our discussion in uh, censoring form under House Bill 1006 a couple of years ago. And we did that within 1006. We established a means to fund a lot of these drug addiction programs mm. through a system called Recovery Works mm. that is now spread out throughout the state. It is, uh, uh, um, you have to be a certified provider, mm. and, and we're getting in most counties. And right now, in just within two years, we have over 20,000 people with addiction problems mm. signed up through the Recovery Works program. So That's I, fantastic. I, I think it's a just a great program, and I sincerely believe we're changing lives with it. Oh, that's great. From the grassroots level. I, I hate to interrupt. Please, go ahead. I, I participate in Recovery Works affiliate um, where they provide housing and mental health counseling. And, and housing is one of the major, major issues for uh, returning citizens. Talk about how important that is. Well, we've found, and I've said for years, that the one most important thing with the 1006 and censoring form was data. We needed information. And when we started Recovery Works, I said repeatedly, we need re results. We need data on results, good or bad, so we can make the determination which programs work and which ones don't. But what we found is that you can have the best addiction services in the world, but if you don't have wraparound services along mm. with the addiction counseling, you're not going to have the success that you do. Mm. Marion County, and I'm not sure which one you're with, but they have one program that has the wraparound services with a tremendous track record. Yeah. Mm. And that should be a template for everything we do. And, and, and one of the things as we're discussing and educating this public today is they just don't even understand who FSSA is and the Recovery Works program. And right. if they knew and did this application, man, we could be better for it Absolutely. in this community. Mm. Absolutely. We're trying to get the word out. Uh, in fact, this year we're going to look, uh, look at seeing if we can't pr do this for misdemeanors as well as felonies so we get the misdemeanors in the program and keep them from becoming. Keep them from becoming. There you go. There you <laughs> go. It sure it does. It makes so much sense. It sounds crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but as big as the program has become and, and successful it is in many places, the word is not out yet. Mm. You know, so hopefully through this program of yours oh, we yeah. can get that out because oh. it, it's – it's it's just it's a it's a great program. The more we do, the better off we're going to be. I am getting text messages, Facebook messages, uh, phone calls coming in. Uh, people are telling us, "Hey, we're listening. This is so important. What's happening?" First day of the legislation session, and y'all are going to actually start with prayer today. Isn't that right? Oh yeah, we always do. That's great. Yeah. Matt Barnes, a uh, great man here, uh, volunteer chaplain. He is A1. A1. There you go. He takes care of all of us. Oh, that's a wonderful thing. I When I see folks coming in like yourself and, you know, I see the big hand wave over your heads waving at Matt, I know there must be something special there. Uh, we, uh, we really cherish the fact that he's here and he's willing to... Uh, 
give us his time. That's great. This is a wonderful thing. We're really grateful for your time today. Uh, people are listening. They are getting up to date, being educated on what you all are doing here. Thank you ever so much for the time and the effort you put in. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, thank absolutely. you for your work, Senator. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we've got these great guests coming in, all getting ready for this legislative session to begin. As Mark said, at 12 o'clock, uh, Matt Barnes will be leading in prayer. And I think that's special for you to know because this is one of the few states that has a chaplain or the first state, actually, to have a chaplain inside right. uh, their state capitol The building. volunteer chaplain, uh, Matt Barnes, is here and introducing us around, and we're really grateful for the opportunity. You're listening to Warp and Woof Radio. We will be right back. And we are back live from the State House here, man. It is awesome up in here, Mark Echo. My juices is flowing up in here, man, because this is how you get solutions done. And That's if, right. If you noticed, I posted on New Year's Day, man. I, I can't stand the words R-E. In front of stuff that okay. you're talking about moving forward on. Yeah. That means you're trying to go backwards to move forward. That's right. So uh, the the New Year's resolution thing, I, I, I coined this about three years ago, where it's New Year's solutions. There it is. Because if we're trying to go back and redo something that we didn't get right the first time, maybe we need to, okay, take those as losses <laughs> and right. then just move forward and come up with a solution. Uh, of course, you got to review Right, and right. see some of the things that you messed up on and made mistakes on. But the right. truth of the matter is we spend a lot of times going backwards instead of moving forward. Isn't that the uh, truth? This program today is a great example of uh, you can hear the buzz around mm-hmm. these people not understanding that there is a platform that That's they right. have that can reach 92 counties in this whole state. Mm-hmm. That's right. Trying to really breed some awareness and want some people to be healthy yeah. uh, in their community and uh, just... And HB is talking about the Internet radio platform that we have here, the great show, Warp and Woof Radio. We're celebrating our 100th show today. And uh, we want to give a big hello and shout-out to Denver, to our mom. Love you, Mom. And I'm going to keep him in check up in here, Ma. Uh, you know, I notice he gets out of control sometimes. I'm not, I'm not the problem child. Why? So I'm going to keep the him in order, Ma. Happy New Year, and we both love you. Yeah, and I uh, thank you for your continued support as well. Uh, out there in Denver, Colorado, that's the beauty of yep, this. It is. Uh, you know, <laughs> you can pick you can pick us up any place, uh, any place in the country. It's just a, a phenomenal opportunity. Well, yeah, world. What do we got? Pakistan, got Bangladesh. 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 Bangladesh is, yeah, any of my crew from Bangladesh, listen, jumbo love. There you go, yeah. man. Absolutely. It really is a fascinating uh, platform to be able to do these kinds of things. And I, w- I wanted to give a quick shout uh, to Neil Cox, who's also listening to us today. Uh, Neil, uh, we just are so grateful for all the good uh, work that you all do uh, around Indianapolis. Uh, we have tremendous connections throughout this city because of what neil cox does uh the prayer warrior that he is connecting people uh what's going on at the cafe down on 30th with mama down there we're so grateful for her presence in the city as well uh thankful for what you're doing in terms of keeping the city safe uh, all of the good things that are happening around the planning table in indianapolis uh, make sure that you check us out on social media linkedin twitter facebook uh, text me, uh, Facebook message me, whatever, and uh, reach out and find out what is going on in this great city and all of the good work that good Christian folk are doing like Neil is. Uh, we've been talking about uh, folks. I wanted to get back to our list of folks that have made comments to us here throughout 
the last 24 hours. Uh, I wanted to say a big hello to my friend. Uh, just love Pat Gilbert. Uh, Pat is just a phenomenal friend to so many folks. Uh, she was on the show early in the days that we were starting this. Uh, so grateful for her work and actually uh, was the uh, one who took care of all of the wedding plans and preparations and details for our board member, Janelle Howard. Uh, Tracy Drain. Uh, what can we say about Tracy that hasn't been said already? I love her. <laughs> yeah, there it is, right Thank there. Tracy Drain. <laughs> she takes care of all of the details on Jumbo Love on Saturday mornings. Uh, what a great encourager she is. Always grateful for the folks to come around us and, and uh, hold us up. We want to make sure to give a shout-out to Leon Longard as well. Uh, Leon is uh, in an organization called Food for Souls. We're really grateful for uh, what he does and all of the good things uh, that he is doing uh, in and around Indianapolis. And this is a really important and powerful idea uh, that he is taking care of. And that includes the idea of taking care of folks who are living in homeless communities, in tent shelters uh, around Indianapolis, food for souls, Leon Longard. Uh, Sharon Mason, I want to make sure to say something about Sharon. Uh, does great work at, at uh, Christian Theological Seminary. And she just came out with a new book. She was on the show uh, some couple of months ago uh, with a, her new book called Marriage Ain't for Punks. I still, I still chuckle about that title, Marriage Ain't for Punks, Punks. Sharon Mason. Sharon, uh, if you're listening here to this morning, grateful for your work uh, with us as well around Indianapolis. Now I'm thinking about Cecilia Whitfield, somebody who I've just met recently at Collabra 317. I'm thinking about Cecilia because she does this really interesting work, very very specific to the needs of individuals, uh, where she is working with uh, busing uh, young people, getting people from place to place that don't have transportation otherwise. And this is a fantastic uh, opportunity and idea that another nonprofit in Indianapolis called Keeping Families Connected, Keeping Families Connected, Cecilia Whitfield. Uh, great work folks over at 317, Collaborate 317 are doing. Uh, we want to make sure to give a shout. We've already mentioned uh, Joshua Bach. We want to make sure to mention Bruce Ford, uh, who works with a Great Bank over there and uh, has, has with Josh uh, formed this great nonprofit that's come alongside all the rest of us nonprofits. Uh, and that nonprofit is called Coffee. They do financial education. HP, this has just been a phenomenal time so far. We've been meeting so many different folks. We're just an hour in, and I guess you left me that segue since I've been doing this long enough. Uh, Collaborate 317 is also building a ecosystem for nonprofits to gather in once a month, beginning on January the 12th. Uh, we're going to include uh, my favorite thing, music, inside oh, trying yeah. to bridge together all these great, great people in the community, much like these legislators here. Uh, the, the church, faith-based community in the neighborhoods, nonprofit organizations, those funders in the community, That's and right. the professionals who help right. uh, make sure that these nonprofit organizations can stay alive and be sustainable. Well, tell uh, them about the 12th of January. So the 12th, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. out at 4202 North EMS Boulevard, the Step Walker Project, the legendary Rodney Step, June Walker, and their great band will be out there performing. But before we do that, uh, we want to introduce 
uh, the 40 nonprofits that we have out of Collaborate 3172. Uh, those funders such as Tiffany Hatfield with the YMCA That's right. has committed. That's right. uh, CICF is going to be in the house. Members from United Way and other organizations who hire some of the programs and some of the nonprofits that we have in house. And so each month we want these people, much like what we were talking about earlier, if we can get people together without it being an agenda, right? without it being so daggone crass, hard-edged, and boxed in, yes. and then let people sit around and meet one another and let conversation dictate where we need to go and what we need to do, then I think we just are better for it, man. That's yeah. why golf works. I ain't creating nothing new. <laughs> I'm just using internet radio. Golf works because people aren't pressured under who's who when they're out there chasing that little ball around. There they're it is. Out there concentrating on chasing that ball around. So in the midst of a conversation, that buzzword that comes out, I've been looking for you. That's right. And here I am, much <laughs> like what happened today when the representative said, we need this, right? Well, guess what? Yeah. You got this, and we practiced and tested tough for seven years. So when we come and do this, we're going to bring it hard and strong. <laughs> Let's take one more break, Mark, and we'll come yep. back. I know Matthew uh, is bringing folks over, and uh, they're getting ready to start piling in, so we might as well get a break in right sure. now. that's good. Uh, before we start just going on this uh, uh, marathon interview there session, because they're starting to come in right at 12 o'clock. You're listening to Warp and Wolf Radio, 100 episodes right here on the Cool Groove site. We'll be right back. Next.tv and how we get information out here is on the Cool Groove site every day, 24-7, and we have live programs. But this show, 100 shows today, my brother, Dr. Mark Echo, celebrating Warp and Wolf Radio. Hard to believe, man, it's been, you know, two years, man. Yeah, yeah it has flown by. I am not kidding you. I, somebody asked me the other day, HB, they said, uh, so do you do this every week? And I said, yeah. And they said, Wow, that's a lot of pressure to get somebody in there to do interviews and all this kind of stuff. And I said, yeah, it's just called work. You know, that's what yeah. we do. We just got to yeah. keep working at it. So we've been meeting all kinds of folks uh, all around the state, really. Uh, we've been having folks in from around the state, but principally from Indianapolis. And the focal point of the show is from Titus Chapter 3, do good, do good, do good. We're looking for Christians around Indianapolis who are doing good. And we would be remiss if it, we did not talk about what we're going to be doing this next week uh, we are going to be doing our State of the Church discussion. Uh, we're going to have a round table with pastors. Are they going to let me come? Yeah, you're going to be there too. We're going to get that. We're going to break out your big old table. A lot of those preachers, a lot of those preachers don't, you know, they don't understand my unorthodox Christianity. Yeah, well, I love you anyway, yeah. so don't worry about it. So anyway, we're, we're going to bring in a whole bunch of folks, uh, next week. Uh, we've got Pastor Lugbill from Castleton Church. Uh, down on 86th Street, uh, we've got Pastor Williams coming in from New City, down in the city. And then Dr. Posley from Antioch Baptist is going to be with us, and he's going to be bringing some folks with him uh, that are going to round out our panel. And what we do every year, uh, right around the time of the State of the Union uh, that the presidents give, is we do the State of the Church in Indianapolis. We want to talk to pastors about what's going on in Indianapolis. What do we have to look out for? What are the concerns that they have? What do they see down the road in the future? Uh, what have they seen in history that has worked and not worked and not reinventing all the bad stuff that they've uh, perhaps seen in the past? So we're really looking forward to next week. That's what we're going to be doing from 10 to 12 next week, having a roundtable discussion with pastors, HB. Yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm being hard, man. Cause most of, see, see, here's the thing about, especially the community I was raised in, most of these brothers that are pastors now, the the, the leading pastors here in the community are guys that I grew up playing football with, yep. partying with. Yep. 
you know, doing those things. And then, you know, uh, real life came and everybody kind of, okay, I broke off into my professional world. Uh, the young sinners turned into pastors and all that. So you know how we are, man. Oh, man. So a lot of times I'm just giving them a hard time because I know from whence they came. Sure, I and, see the big and, smile on your face. And, and it's really all in love because the truth of the matter is, though, we have a hard time. And Scripture says if you choose to be a prophet... You have to uproot yourself and go to another location because right. of this same thing I'm talking about. That's right. People want to remember you for who you were yep. instead of who you are. And I know, man, everybody listening to me say, oh, Jumbo talking crazy. <laughs> that ain't the Jumbo I grew up with. Well, yes, it is. So I had to be a prophet and leave y'all. That's why you don't see me around too much. But, no, in, serious, in mm. seriousness, this is so important because... If we can get pastors together, and we've been yes. here all morning, these senators and these state representatives, man, the key word, wraparound programming. Oh, my. Wraparound programming. Well, as Christians, we need wraparound programming, man. I'm telling you, because we are being stead, uh, fed Jesus, 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 Jesus. But then we ain't talking about none of the stuff Jesus was talking about. That's right. When he was making wraparound programs. <laughs> I'm like, you know, a, a couple of fish and a loaf of bread was you got- some wraparound programming. You kill me sometimes. You got wraparound programming hey man, coming out of the hey Gospels. Man. I mean, <laughs> mental health and abuse uh, issues. Oh, yes. Sister All of well, that stuff. That was a wraparound program. That's it. But we act like we forget that when we start incorporating Jesus in our world. And then all we mm-hmm. want to do is talk about the it instead of the yeah. what. We've got to talk about the application. I, since we're talking about pastors, I wanted to make a comment and uh, give a shout out to a few that we had last year, just a year ago uh, from this date. Uh, Clarence C. Moore, uh, down in the city. Clarence uh, Moore, Pastor Moore, uh, we are just thrilled for your uh, for your good work in the city. Right alongside uh, your brother Jim Streetelmeyer down in 10th Street Neighborhood Fellowship. And then you've got Brian Hudson at Covenant uh, Church, and we're grateful for all of them. They were all sitting at the table with us uh, last year, HB, talking about uh, all of the great things that they're doing and the issues and situations. And you know what was interesting about that roundtable? I'll never forget this. Here you have a white pastor and a black pastor sitting next to each other, and we actually did this intentionally, and they sat next to each other, and they started talking, and they said, you mean you have the same problem I've got? Oh, my. And do you remember gentrification? We had the big thing on gentrification two months later. Absolutely. It was fantastic. But this is what happens when you get good people together. Yeah. And, and, and you know, even, I mean, and here's, here's what's funny. You know, I don't care what your, what your preference is or what your idea is, you know, even like in the gay community. And Tom Joyner used to have a guy named J. Anthony Brown on his show, and they used to talk about gay relationships. <laughs> he said, same sex, same problems, man. Anytime you get two people trying to get together mm-hmm. and coexist, I don't care what your gender is, what your, what your race, you're going to have the same issues that every other person has. That's the reason I said this platform works perfect, because everybody realizes, man, we're about 99.9% alike. <laughs> That's right. And uh, you, the same things you're dealing with, same things I'm dealing with. Poverty affects us all. Uh, uh, jobs and, and where to get good jobs affect us all. Mm-hmm. Education and the lack thereof affects us all. So this is not some monolithic thing. That's going right. On in one society or one community, this is this is the world. It's man. all over, and, it, and it's because we're human beings made in God's image. That's the crucial issue here for all of us. And you're right; it doesn't matter gender, sex, uh, issues of ethnicity, what side of the tracks you grew up politics. on. Politics doesn't. Yeah, politics that too. And you'll notice that all the way through our uh, sessions here for two years, we really have focused, uh, kept the mission on doing good. Every once in a while, we'll we'll say something about uh, politics and. 
and the importance of them. We're sitting in the state house today. We actually think politics is important, but guess what we're doing? We're encouraging people. We're saying, hey, what are you interested in? And what's really fascinating about this, HP, is that these people, doesn't matter who they are, they are connected to their constituents, and they care about people. How about that? I'm going to take a stretch and say maybe because they have a chaplain in the house that gives some balance and some guidance to the differences that we might face How about as that? a community. How about that? Now, Matt Barnes, uh, when he was on the phone with us last week, we actually interviewed him when he was down south on a little bit of a holiday uh, before his big week here, before his big day, actually, with the prayer meeting coming up at noon. Uh, Matt was telling us about the uh, great emphasis that is his to simply be an encourager. He never talks about political stands. He never talks about issues. He never talks about what side of what bill he might be on. That doesn't matter to him. He's concerned about praying for people. And we've been seeing it all morning long, HB. Folks are coming up to him. People everywhere know this guy because he's put in the time with people. I want to know this. Uh, when you went home to Denver over the holidays, yeah. did your mother get into you for going off on your political rant a couple of weeks ago? <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Not at all, actually. (laughs) Virginia, I know you know what I'm talking about. Your son, he got up on his political high horse and would not come down for about 15 minutes, man. Oh, yes. We were actually concerned about uh, how we are going to anticipate uh, problems and issues that we have. And we're really really convinced, of course, that we can have a broad platform and uh, concerned, of course, for uh, all of the people in life, not just politicians. parties and politics or whatever side of the tracks uh, folks are on. Uh, HB, uh, we are going to be embarking in this new year on something that's going to be very special. We're actually going to be having folks involved in this particular uh, radio show that might not agree with us. How about that? Well, here's what's, here's what's really funny, and I know we come off real jolly cheery and all that across this radio <laughs> platform, but we don't think alike about Not always, things. no. Not always. In principle, we have a whole, I mean, loving each other, yep. uh, loving your neighbor like you love yourself, respecting yep. people, all those things are, those are fundamental things, but right. differences the beautiful thing about our differences that I've noted is, you know, barriers where the conversation it has to take the shape and the form of being antagonistic or spiteful or mean-spirited. Right. Yeah. These are conversations of, well, you know what, Mark? I didn't know that. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> to my ignorance, I didn't know that. And then I'll explain <laughs> some stuff to you that comes strictly sometimes from the heart of my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And, it, and and that problem exists right there. Right. And I can tell you, and it's like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and then I can say, observe. <laughs> and that's it. And this is, I think, the power of having a black man and a white man sitting next to each other doing a radio show together because it really does say to everybody else, you know what? Here are two guys that are doing this. Uh, this isn't a big deal uh, issue. We're not having some kind of strife or struggle in any of these kinds of things. We agree on all of the great principles, as H.B. Wells says, uh, but we might disagree on some of the ways that we actually get, it, get to the problems. And I always find, H.B., that this is the issue for us. It's not so much that we disagree about the principal issues. We disagree maybe about the method or the approach. And uh, let's give some love out since we're giving yeah. love. I see Dr. Ping Chi is on. Yeah. Ping and Chi. And uh, we're actually in the process right now trying to start a school, a cutting edge mm-hmm. school that teaches entrepreneurship along with the academia needed in those particular That's fields. That's right. Um, instead of just making academics all academics and not saying this is how you take this academic into your workplace. But I think one of the things, Mark, that, that uh, we, we get is the fact that how you express 
those differences is probably more important than the difference. Right. And when you think that the only thing people should know is your agenda, yep. you're not you're not doing service to what you're trying to get fixed. That's um, right. I know in most of the most of the uh, conversations that you and I have, all I can do is bring the perspective that I know sure. to the table. Yeah. And if you don't know it, then I share it with you. Now that lends some insight to that perspective, or maybe that's why you think that way. And we were having this discussion mm-hmm. about two weeks ago after Dr. Ping and yourself were on, and we were talking about academics. Mm. And and Dr. Ping is heavy deep. I was yeah. in that conversation. I got a headache. <laughs> no, he started talking about math in the in the theory, yeah, instead of the application. Mm-hmm. And so the theory of math is is just like I mean, it, I was like, wow, I never looked at math like that. Yeah, but that's what education is, and that's what learning should be. When someone can say something, and you take a different right. slant, and and we were talking about ways to reach different groups of people right and and I, and I was i was trying to tell you guys man this is so over the head of some of the young african-american mm. kids that i know i'm gonna have to take this and put about three or four cuts on it watered it down so they can digest it right to get up to that level cookies that, in the bottom shelf cookies in the bottom shelf yeah, and, that's and, it. and we have to realize that in every element of society that we walk in people do not know what you know mm-hmm. in, in the area that you live in. That's uh, right. Nobody knows uh, teaching through movies like Dr. Mark Echo. And some of this stuff is so simple for you, but mm-hmm. other people say, how is he trying How in the world does he do that? Yeah. Teaching through yeah. movies. How about that? And I actually wrote a book on it, by the way, if anybody out there is interested on it. <laughs> Not that deep. <laughs> when the Lights Go Down is the title of the book, if you're Absolutely. interested. And, and that was released when I first met you, partner. That's right. It's exactly how we met. I, I wanted to say something uh, about the approach and, and how we talk with each other too and and just mention George Middleton for a moment uh, George a friend of ours uh, George ha- was on the program we were talking about issues of counseling and psychology uh, George of course is a great musician uh, George is going to be playing for our uh, push out mixer in May I can't wait for that uh, George does great work uh, but George uh, George and I spent a lunch time together came over to the house and we chatted about issues concerning uh, the psychological concerns that we have uh, in our individual communities, but then generally as human beings. And his interest, as, as is my interest, is seeing how we can connect uh, and make sure that people see the connection between theology and psychology and seeing how human beings function properly from a God-centered point of view. Both of us Christian men, uh, both of us concerned about uh, the psychological makeup of individuals at the same time from a Christian point of view. Uh, George Middleton is one of, was one of our guests, one of the great men in Indianapolis. I'm a Christian man, too, but I'm going to have to drink some whiskey on that show because I'm just letting you know, man. Y'all two, you, you two intellects, man, can go so deep sometimes. You know, I just need to sit there and be numbed out. <laughs> now, Mom, hang on there, Mom. He's he not really serious about doing that on the radio. Mom? <laughs> I'm not serious, serious. I've been taking breaks so I can get texted to there you go. Uh, from mom. But we are live down here, as we mentioned before. Uh, we hope that the brothers from Ten Point Coalition come down. Their show normally airs 12 to 2, right after we do uh, the Comedians Institute every Wednesday. And uh, they've got some great uh, news that they need to share about going to the Far East Side. Yes, Lord has blended us together. Perfectly, Mom. <laughs> Let's take a break and come on back where we can get us a kumbaya moment. You're listening to Warp and Wolf Radio on the Cool Group side of Radio Next. 100 shows from our brother. Give him some love up in here one more time. RadioNext.tv. We are live from the State House and the legislators are back, ladies and gentlemen. I, I encourage you to come down. 12 o'clock, the ceremony will begin. Matt Barnes will be taking us into prayer. 
hopefully this legislative session we will get some things done in harmony uh, and, and in unison with what we're trying to do in our state and our community. Dr. Mark, we are having a ball up oh, in here. Oh, man, we have, been, guess. we have been having so many great interviews with different folks. And uh, sitting across from us here now uh, at our table is the woman's chaplain. And, and uh, this is a volunteer position, is that correct? It is a volunteer position, yes. Please tell us who you are, what you do, and why you have decided to do something like this. <laughs> My name is Pam Russell, and I'm the women's chaplain here. That's my title. I'm actually a missionary sent out by Ascending Church. But I, I was not looking for this job. It was somebody that uh, gave my name to the chaplain here at the State House who said he was looking for a woman to mm. minister to the women in the State House here. And mm. so in 2010, I arrived. Wow. So. so this is something that you've been doing for seven years now. Seven uh, years. Yeah. Could you tell us who your sending church is? My sending church is Bible Baptist Church in Kokomo. Oh, great. So this is something where you do commuting. Do you come down here for this session? Do you stay here? Uh, I live here. Oh, you live here. My, uh, okay. They are not my... Um, they are my sending church, which means they're the one that oversee me as far as ministry is concerned. Gotcha. Okay. And uh, support me in prayer and other means. So, but I moved down here a few years ago, so okay. to save the commute. All right, excellent. So, tell us, uh, give us an example or two about the kinds of uh, situations that you might find yourself in where you do ministry with other women here at the state house. Well. As you can tell just by looking around, besides the legislators, and they become uh, quite a main focus here during session, but people work here, women work here all year long, mm. and over 50% of the workforce are women, mm. so hence the need. And so like you would have a chaplain at a hospital, mm -hmm. a chaplain in the, in the military, we have a chaplain here on mm. site. Wow. And so we do regular Bible studies. We do chapel services. Mm. We add extra services um, throughout the year. But I also do counseling. So I can counsel staff members. So, But pretty much because we are present here, we are here mm. all week long. Ministry mm. happens. We're yes. available. And people come find us. Oh, that's really so great. all kinds of opportunities to minister to women. They have lives, and lives get messy. There it is, yeah. And they have work challenges, too. So. When you, you said something very interesting just a moment ago, you said that they come find us. So they know that you're here. Yes. Tell us about that. I mean, that is a fascinating little comment that you just made that really kind of says something about how the Christian message can be so wide uh, widely uh, spread uh, simply by word of mouth by other people. How do folks know to come and find you? We're, it's, I call it a ministry of presence. There you go. We're here. Uh, if you're going to minister to people, they don't need to know wh where to go find you. They need to know mm. that you're within arm's reach. Mm. And so walking the halls is one of the things that we do regularly, that mm. I do regularly. I stop in and, and uh, pass the time of day, send greetings to any receptionist on the outside of offices and ask the Lord to open doors within those offices. Mm. And, and so relationships develop. It's a ministry of presence and it's a ministry of relationship, building relationships. Someone else, I think it's Randy Alcon, has said we build Bridges of grace that will stand the weight of truth. Oh, wow. Bridges of grace. That Say that again. Bridges of grace 
that will stand the weight of truth. That's great. So you build a relationship of grace, mm. and then the doors open for you mm. to minister because they trust you. One of the things that uh, we've talked about on this show over the last couple of months is that famous triad, truth, goodness, and beauty, and how I, I've been emphasizing to people that we really need to flip that around. You need to show people beauty. You need to do good, and maybe then they'll listen to your truth. And it sure sounds like that's exactly what you're doing here. It is. You've got to build a relationship first. Mm. And so you have got to be the person that is kind. Mm. You've got to be the person that is gentle. You've got to be the person that is caring. You've got to be Jesus to them mm. before they recognize that that's what they're seeing. Mm. That's fantastic stuff. I, this comes right out of Genesis, of course. We're made for relationship. This is crucial for us to understand. One of the things that uh, strikes me as I'm listening to you talk is I teach a lot of leadership courses, MA and PhD stuff. But... One of the key leadership principles, I think, that's missing generally that you're actually doing is leading by walking around. Leading by walking around is just a fantastic idea. People just know that you're here. They do. They do. Well, Jesus didn't sit How about in an that? office somewhere and sit, put out his shingle. <laughs> oh, she could be a guest on our show. Yeah, I think we need to have you know, Pam we Russell. Talk about this all the time. Everything I read about Jesus, he wasn't sitting in one location ever, <laughs> no, ever hardly. No, I mean, it was always no. out amongst the people. Mm. Uh, I would be remiss if I did not notice that accent that you're lending yes. us today. Yes, you born and us? raised in England. Okay. Awesome, awesome, and I love it that you're here. So uh, mm -hmm. I have a dear friend of mine, Margot Demi Ward, who is from South Africa, and I was kind of noticing this, you know, slight, slight. There are some similarities, yes. Similarities. I also have a friend from South Africa. Awesome, awesome. Yes. Well, we're really grateful for the work that you do here on the state capitol grounds. Thank you ever so much for your presence. I love the fact that you are ministering by presence. That's huge for us, uh, for folks that are listening to us that will hear the podcast later on. And I really, HB, I'll just tag on to what HB said. I hope that you'll consider being a guest in the program sometime in the future. Anytime. My pleasure. That Thank would be you. wonderful. Thank you so much. Pam Russell, who is the women's chaplain here at the State House, the State House of Indiana, thanks again for your presence. Thank you. God bless. Absolutely. Thank you, Chaplain. Uh, Mark, this is incredible. I, you know, I'm telling you that we can't go wrong as long as we've got uh, this faith-based atmosphere. Uh, that is a great place to start. And uh, we're not trying to tell anybody who, what, and how to be in your faith-based walk. But we do know this. When the presence of Jesus is in the house, you got just a little bit more <laughs> covenants going on inside this room. Right well, think here. about what Matt said on the phone last week. His comment was very interesting. He said, it's very hard if you're trying to argue against somebody else's bill and you see the chaplain sitting in the back of the room praying for you. It's very hard for you to say something nasty about the other people in the room. And I don't know why saying something nasty about another person because they don't agree with your philosophy is is going to is necessary anyway. I, you and I talk about this all, yeah. all the time, and I, you know, commentary on Facebook. Mm -hmm. yes. Yeah, I wish like heck yeah. that I would give my opinion on Facebook about <laughs> anything because that's not you know uh, much like Chaplain Russell just said. Man, you had to go walk the walk. Yeah. Before people buy into what it is you're talking That's about. Right. And, and I can see post after post after post. And if I don't see you out there in the trench with me, That's working right. and trying to help seniors, working and trying to help people getting back, uh, getting their lives back, or working with young people who are lacking education, if I don't see you there, then all the talk is kind of like... Yeah, it doesn't matter at all. It doesn't matter. This is the crucial concern for us as we think about uh, actually doing good. And one of the things that uh, I talk to young people about all the time 
especially as it relates to social media. I wanted to pick up on what you just said about that. One of the things I talk to young people about all the time is this phrase, what do you want to be known for? On social media, what do you want to be known for? I do not want to be known for my political views. I do not want to be known for uh, what I think about views. I do not want to be known for uh, what I think about views. I do not want to be known for uh, what I think about views. I do not want to be known for uh, what I think about views. I do not want to be known for uh, what I think about views. I do not want to be known for uh, what I think about views. I do not want to be known for a, B, or C issues. I want to be known for being a Christian that's doing good in the community. And if people pick up on something else, that's going to dissuade them from listening to what we have to say. All community all the time. There it is. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Matt Barnes, you turn yeah. it out up in there, yeah. man. We feel was... your spirit up in there. Come yeah. on over yeah, here. Yeah, come on over just for a second. We over got, here, man. We got Matt Barnes. We had we had Matt on the, um, on the, the show call. last week from the call, but now we have him in person. Matt here. Barnes, volunteer chaplain, State House of Indiana. Thanks for joining us for moment well good morning thank you hb oh thank you mark God. great to be with you in person face yes. to face this is good stuff thank you for coming to the state house oh it's you wonderful. guys had a good time this morning Man, oh this fantastic is, this is uh and i think our listeners are having a better time than us because <laughs> oh we're getting able, yeah we That's are truly great. able to give some information and yes. education about what goes on here what really goes on yeah. here because a lot of times you'll just watch the news and in 30 seconds they'll say the yeah, legislative right. session since yes yeah. right about 95 percent of the people missed all of that you know, yeah, because right. they don't know and they're not familiar with what takes uh, d- takes place down here. And that's the reason we're encouraging people to come out here. Right. This is a public event. It is. And you can come out today and find out a little bit more about what takes place. And if we want bills passed, if we want local changes, this is kind of where you need to be. It yeah, it's <laughs> often said that the Capitol is the nerve center of society. And so this is where everybody comes from all walks of life. They come here. Uh, to to advocate, to listen, to get their bill across. But for for me and from my perspective, HP, my heart is prayer for people in this building. They they need our prayers. They need to be oh, yes. lifted up in prayer. And so today we kick off the 14th annual State House Prayer Service, and we'll be doing that just across the way. I can see it from where I'm sitting. And if if your listeners have time to come on down, starts at noon, and uh, we're going to have a great time praying with the governor, praying with the lieutenant governor, the chief justice of the Supreme Court, legislators. We are just going to have a wonderful time praying together today on this first day of session. This is a very important issue, and one that the thing that struck me as I'm listening to all the folks that you brought to our table today, and thank you for that. Sure. One of the things that struck me, I don't care who you are, what, what side of the state you're from, folks care about their constituents. They do. They, do. they truly care about deep-rooted issues in their communities, and that's what they're trying to get across to uh, folks and the whole state, which is a marvelous thing to hear about. It is. I have yet to meet a legislator who wants to destroy the state of Indiana. (laughs) They they really care. They want it. Now, we may disagree on what that looks like, Mm -hmm. but that's what this building is for. Mm -hmm. That's what democracy looks like. So we get together, we hash those ideas out, and uh, and then we do what's best for the state of Indiana. I'm I'm smiling because I I think this when I'm sitting with all my Christian brothers and I watch the Anna that goes on within mm-hmm. our our Christian society, mm-hmm. so to speak. And I'm like, man, don't, don't you understand? We all serve the same Jesus we with do. the yep. same wishes and the same hopes for our community. Yeah. And just because we don't see something eye to right. eye does not mean that we have to fall out and yeah. be enemies yeah. about that. Scripture yeah. says how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. And mm-hmm. so that's and that's something that prayer does. It gets us together in unity. We start the we start the year off right here on in one step, lockstep, praying to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That's a wonderful thing, uh, Matt. We're grateful for the work that you do here in the state of Indiana. Thank you ever so much for that. Thank you, thank Matt you guys Barnes, for being thank here. Thank you so much again, yeah, man. We guys. love this down here. We've got all the brothers coming in the house today. Jeffrey, 
How you feeling, baby? <laughs> Come on over here, man. This is... Uh, how you feeling, baby? You got a second for me? No, no. Come on over. Pass That's Jeffrey Johnson in the house, ladies and gentlemen. You know. What's up, man? I'm good. How you doing? You know how we do this, Jeff. Man, and God bless you, brother. Thank you for coming down taking part of this. Uh, we need as much prayer as possible up in this joint. Yes, sir. Jeffrey Johnson. Yeah, please. Jeffrey Johnson, please tell us about what you do in the, in the city of Indianapolis and the good things that are coming out of your church. Well, I pastor Eastern Star Church. We're one church in three locations, and fundamentally we seek to evangelize and make disciples. So mm. when it's souls to the kingdom of God mm. and then uh, trying to nurture them into who God would have for them to be mm. as, uh, as children of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Mm. And right now what we have going on is what's called the Rock Initiative. Okay. We are investing in 46218 and trying to come alongside that community, one of the most economically deprived communities in the nation mm. and um really trying to do what jesus did feed there you the hungry go. and give some housing to those at outdoors and is is this uh being uh, spearheaded by uh is it ashley gervitz is that correct no it's no. eastern star eastern, church eastern star church <laughs> yes yes and our friend our our friends yes absolutely and we're building 44 new homes over there and then 44 homes and then we're buying uh some of the homes been uh, abandoned and run down and so we're buying those renovating wow. those and trying to get them back on the market and oh that's fantastic yeah it's a, it's yeah. a lot of good things going on and uh, your your presence here today at the state house is for prayer <laughs> absolutely <laughs> that's what they asked me to come and do that's and, great and uh, i believe in the power of prayer I, I believe that when two or three of us can gather together mm. in jesus name some great things can take place mm. uh i believe that we got some issues in our community that uh, the supernatural power of God can address through us. Uh, the, you know, the word of God teaches us if my people will call by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then God says, I hear from heaven and heal their land. Mm. And so I'm here to agree with others, uh, today, uh, about God doing that and using us to kind of make that happen. That's fantastic. Absolutely, brother. And you know, watching a great man and watching your work, Jeffrey, I've been watching you since the, the days over off of Martindale when yeah. it was named Martindale. And you've been 19, 20 years old and doing this thing, man. And now, 35, 40 years later, uh, watching some of the, the fruit that's fell from the tree. Number one, your son, Jay, is out there yeah, doing he's, some he's powerful, doing. powerful work. And then some of the other ministers that branched off and I'm watching what's happening. All of you, you've kind of created this holistic preaching uh, uh, fraternity, so to speak, because all of these ministers have left and gone on to do a different kind of walk or a different kind of work to make these wraparound services and programs for our community stick out. So yeah. talk, talk about that, because being a leader is tough sometimes. Well, you right? know, th this year I'll be celebrating 30 years as Pastor Eastern Star Church. Mm. And, uh, and God has just raised up so many great Christian leaders in our church. Um, and, and, and I believe that as we pour into these believers and then they go back to their various areas, whether it's state government or city mm -hmm. government or national, federal government or, uh, or business owners. And then you, as you mentioned, the, the ministers and the pastors and the things that they do. So Eastern Star Church has really made a difference, uh, in Indianapolis and state of Indiana. And these men and women of God are doing some very, very powerful things. Mm -hmm. Some things I talked about. Uh, addressing education, uh, the, the food issue, the hunger issue in our, our city, uh, the poverty, and just to see them saying, hey, we're going to do more than come to church and sing and shout. We're going to, when we finish singing and shouting, we're going to go out here and do something in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Well, bro, I don't things do have much. Taken place. 
I don't do much, but I do try to give as much information as possible. And I grew up in four six two one eight, and that's right. near and dear. So you know, you got me on. Now you're gonna have to ride by there, man. Oh, it's, no, it's looking I'm, a little I'm different. Looking no, a little I already different. know. I'm in there every day, pretty much. Yeah. But we we definitely want to uh, build some noise and information in the community about how people can help, how they can come out and be a part of this movement. I uh, thank you, number one, for doing it. I, that, that everything about me. Came from four six two one eight IPS schools, Arlington High School, that whole nine yards. Yeah, and I, I, you know, I grew up over there as well, and um, and then to be able to come back to the community that poured in me, and try to reach some of those young people over there and make a difference in sure their life. We, you know, we're partner up with School ninety nine uh, over there off East Thirtieth Street. They're doing some amazing things, and so we're just just trying to come alongside and help them to, to do it at another level so it's it's very very exciting what's what's happening over there so if y'all get a chance swing through 46218 if you want to help out we got a lot of different areas we're working on you can just call over us uh, call us at the church and uh, eastern star church and we'll be glad to get you plugged in we would love to have you actually on the radio show or some of the folks that are working with you. That would be wonderful. Just yeah, to let yeah, everybody let know us what's come going down on. and get a little more detail on. I know y'all got different people running through here, but yeah. thanks for letting me sit in on with Absolutely. you today. And uh, when you want a little more detail, I'd be glad to come and talk to you. I'd Always be love grateful for you, for my that. brother. Yeah. Thank All right, you so appreciate much. you guys. Yeah, God thank you. Keep up the good work. Thank you, yes, sir. Take a short break, Mark. When we come back, I'm telling you, they're getting ready to start the uh, the prayer service right at 12 o'clock is when they're going to begin that. Jeffrey Johnson, Eastern Star Church, man, doing some great things uh, in the community over at 46218. So we'll be right back. Dr. Mark Echo, 100 years, Papa, on the Warping Wolf Radio Show. RadioNext.tv, we are live from the State House, and the legislators are piling in now. Dr. Mark Echo <laughs> celebrating his 100th show. Yes, sir. Not 100 years, Mark. <laughs> but uh, just having a ball down here and learning a lot of things. Dr. Mark, could yeah, be with us? Yeah, we now? have a representative here from Elkhart County, Tim Wesco. Tim, thanks for joining us for just a couple minutes. I know you got to go. But tell us a little bit about uh, your county, what your uh, concerns are specifically, and uh, what you're doing here at the State House for the next couple of months. Well, I represent the far northern part of the state, which was one of the exciting things about the legislature being in session is we have legislators from the far south, north, every every corner of the state we're here. But um, I represent Elkhart and St. Joe counties primarily. Okay. And uh, one of the greatest challenges that we're facing in Elkhart County is having the necessary workforce and the trained workforce that we need. Uh, a lot of jobs, a lot of companies that are uh, expanding, that are adding jobs, but are challenged in finding uh, qualified workers who have the skills to meet those jobs. Could you just tell us maybe uh, one of the one or two of the employers that are looking for folks and what they're looking for? If folks are listening here. Maybe they'd be interested to know what jobs are available. Well, we have uh, four industries. Elkhart County is the uh, is the RV capital of the world. And for people who are willing to work and put their heart into it, there's incredible opportunity mm. in Elkhart County to come in and, and make great money, uh, mm. develop your, yourself personally, and move up into management. Just tremendous opportunity. But Thor Industries, Forest River, pretty much all of our manufacturers in Elkhart County are adding mm. uh, workforce. And also, this is creating uh, an interesting dynamic where employers are looking to automatize more um, mm. to, to meet the need. But then that also has a whole new skill set for uh, robotics, for, for machinists. Mm. Um, uh, there's also a huge need for uh, welders and, and so mm. forth. So we have a, a great need for some some hardworking people that have some good skills, and so a tremendous opportunity up in Elkhart County. And we, as a state and a legislature, really want to uh, make sure that we're allocating resources that are 
for workforce development in an effective manner to make sure that we're meeting the needs where they're at. One of the things that strikes me as I'm sitting here with all these different legislators, Tim, you're no different from anybody else, the great care for your constituents, for the place that you live. We're grateful for the kind of compassion and, and work that you bring to these few months that you spend talking about the kinds of issues that are important to you and supporting the people back home. Thanks for that. It's truly a privilege and an honor to to serve my neighbors and family and friends back home in my community. That's great. We know that you've got to go. You've just got a couple minutes here before the prayer session starts. Thank you ever so much again for your time and for the opportunity to chat with you today. Thank you. Enjoyed it yeah. very much. Blessings on your day. Thank you. Awesome, man. We're getting, we getting everybody in today. <laughs> That's great. Uh, it's Tim Westcott uh, doing some great, great work down here. Uh, Indiana State Office Building. So, uh, Dr. Mark, this is crazy. Man. Oh, man, this has been so much fun. You know, it's just spontaneous. And we don't stop either because, I mean, it's just 10 till 12. I had yeah. 10 point coalition. If you come on down, come yeah. to the second floor, and we'll continue this dialogue. There you go. And if not, then we're just going to take your show a little, uh, <laughs> a little longer to the, to the task here. <laughs> yeah, we'll keep doing this thing just because we're having such a, a high old time down here. We're meeting all kinds of different folks. And, and I say this again. I I might sound like a broken record if you've been listening for the whole two hours here, but I'm telling you, every single person that's here, like Matt Barnes well said, there is no legislator here that's trying to destroy the state of Indiana. I just laughed out loud when he said that. No, the whole the whole point that these folks are doing is they want to do good in their communities. And gee, does that sound vaguely familiar? Like maybe our radio show. Well, you know, and, and I think Mark, uh, sometimes we just have to continue. What's up, John Barlow? Sit down, baby. What's going on, man? You know, well, you got to get down here right now. Can I get two minutes? Come on, John Bartlett. 60 seconds. 60, 60 seconds. seconds. You know, we know you're busy. That'd give me a chance to take a picture of Mark telling what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> we are here specifically just talking with state representatives and senators, thanking you for your good work, for your care for your constituents. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you're doing in your community. My name is John Bartlett, State Representative, House District 95. Uh, what I've been working on all summer is human trafficking. Uh, I think it's a major, major piece. I don't think we talk about it enough. And hopefully next year we get some money in the budget to educate the masses. Mm. It's a $153 billion year industry. Mm. It, uh, the average age is 13 years old. They had a bust here in Indiana about six weeks ago. They arrested 128 adults. They recovered 82 juveniles. Oh, my word. The youngest was three months old. Oh, my. So it's a serious problem. And I think our children is something that really deserve our attention. Second piece is 33 to 40% of the people who are incarcerated are not criminals, but they mm -hmm. have mental health issues. Mm -hmm. And we're not addressing those. And mm -hmm. we're not talking about that. Mm -hmm. That needs to be talked about. Redistricting is huge. The legislators are now picking their voters rather than allowing the voters to pick the legislators. Uh, okay. And that's not good. No. That is not good. We govern with the consent of the government. That's right. And that's the way it should be. Yep. That's the way we need to fix it, and we need to fix the educational system. We are really grateful for your time and your talent. Thank you so much for what you do here. Thank you again. John, you, before you leave, though, now you know we're part of the Hope Center, the largest uh, human trafficking facility to rehabilitate people. That's where we move radio next. 
We're out in your neighborhood. We want you to come out there right on the Hancock County line, but we are helping Marion County. The Hope Center's in Marion County. So yes. I'll be in touch with you because I know that's your agenda. And we just moved yes. out there two uh, weeks ago, and we are definitely, definitely an advocate on how we're going to stop uh, the human trafficking here in this state. And thank you, HB, for your work. Blessings you, on your good awesome, day. Awesome, brother. Love you, man. That is John Bartlett, man, doing some great work out here in the community in Indianapolis. I told you the sinisters are piling in right now. <laughs> and uh, it's getting on, man. I it is you, that. These are, these are the people from my hood, man, who are doing <laughs> some great work, uh, seriously. And sometimes, like I told you, that profit thing, man. Yeah, that's Let right. Let me call Jeffrey Johnson <laughs> and try to set up a meeting with him. <laughs> oh, man, that's my guy. I love him, but, you know, they're busy. These yeah. guys are busy. But when you meet them and they get to transfer information like this, more that's comes right. out than if you set up an hour meeting and you try that's to right. go in while they're in the middle of their busy day. Right. Um, that's really all we're saying. And uh, yep. a lot of times I'm feeding fun, but the seriousness is we have to create dialogue. Um, and as you see, we our, our community is filled with so many problems that if we come in with one way to do this, one one mode of attack, we're going to lose. This is the issue, I think, that uh, really is something that I see over and over and over again, uh, and that is the issue of the approach and the method. So our methods and our approaches are very different from each other, but I suspect that nine times out of ten, we agree on the basic universal principles of all of life. We care for people. We're concerned about justice. We want fairness. We, we are concerned about uh, economic uh, disparities in our communities, all these kinds of issues. Always the issue, though, for uh, folks who might be on different sides of the aisle or different sides of an issue is how do we approach those issues. And certainly one of the things that we're finding out today is that f with folks like Matt Barnes and Tim Overton and Pam Russell here, chaplains at the State House of Indiana, these are the folks who are kind of making rough places plain, as Scripture teaches, and that is because they are praying for folks and caring for them. And this is, a, I think, a marvelous message I think everybody needs to hear, HP. Absolutely, and if we, if we start working at, at problems and creating solutions, then the differences are nearly, they're not nearly as, as crushing, you know, to, to right. what we're trying to do. We just have to open up dialogue and be a little bit more receptive to what each party's saying. I mean, you know what I found out? A lot of times we're talking to, about the same thing and we're just not saying it the same way. That's right. And we can be in agreeing, we can be agreeing a hundred percent of along that whole way and because we're saying it different or uh, the tone might be different, then we lose the power of connectivity and i think we just have to do better at slowing down exhaling and saying let me talk to this person like i would want to be talked to sure and this I, is there are two great theological truths that are coming out of this one is that there is truth and we all abide by baseline ideas that come out of scripture i've just mentioned a few compassion and care our concern for justice and fairness uh issues that arise out of uh, how we treat people for instance in the op op opioid epidemic or human trafficking things like this by the way we've actually had shows on this if anybody's interested i'll be happy to send you the information on those podcasts but bottom line is that these are principles from uh truth that are ancient universal principles because they come from the personal eternal triune creator of the universe and the second thing that i would say theologically is how we view human persons is the real issue. So we have to have a standard, we have to have truth, but we also have to have a certain view of how we treat people. And this view that how we treat people is that if we see everybody made in God's image and we treat them that way, then we see them as kings and queens in this world and we understand that it doesn't matter if they're cleaning toilets or they are presiding over state senates. Whatever it is that they're doing, they're made in God's image, they're important and good, 
Truth and humanity, HB, there it is. Let's say something in scripture about love your neighbor like you love yourself. How about that, huh? Am I being elementary on that? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take our last break. Uh, and come back on the other side. We are celebrating 100 shows with Dr. Mark Eklund. We're not going anyplace. We're not breaking this thing down at 12 o'clock. They might have to put us out up in here. Hopefully, uh, we're going to see if 10-Point Coalition, uh, Charles Harrison and, and Charles Ellis are going to come down here as well. They definitely need to be in here with all this yeah. going on and their new initiative statewide. So we're going to find out what happens. Play it by ear. Ain't in no hurry. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we're back. And that crowd is the crowd cheering is for Dr. Mark Eckler on the 100th show as we're going into overtime today. Boy, they're getting it busy back there. If you can hear they the are. background noise, they have began uh, the legislative session. Uh, sounds like we got some choir, then we're going to get some prayer. We got enough ministers in here right now to keep it working, boy. Isn't that the truth, boy? That We've got folks that are singing their lungs out back over here. A great group of people have been assembled here at the State House of Indiana. Uh, folks on different levels. I see folks uh, over banisters looking down in this great uh, august crowd. Uh, you've got the governor of the state of Indiana, the lieutenant governor, and, of course, Matt Barnes is here leading the chaplaincy and leading people in prayer, uh, standing along with folks who might be on different sides of the aisle, but they're in the same playing field when it comes to who they believe Jesus is. That's an important issue. Uh, HP, we've been saying it all along this day. It doesn't matter. Uh, what doesn't matter is your approach or your method. What does matter is that you believe the same stuff. And any time you have any kind of questions about this, ask yourself, is Jesus a Democrat or a Republican? <laughs> and, and one of the great examples of this, by the way. I just, I just put somebody on tilt out there. Like, yeah. The machine, somebody just said, what? Well, let me, let me tilt them a little bit more. One of the things that we find in Jesus' disciples one of the things we find in Jesus' disciples is that we have this great, uh, very different group of folks that are there in his disciple mix with this wonderful choir in the background. I'll give you some uh, exposition of Scripture. One of the things that we find is that Jesus is uh, choosing people from very different walks of life, one of whom was Simon the Zealot. Now, Simon was the guy who was uh, the person who hated the Romans. And one of the hatreds of the Romans that they had was the issue of uh, hating what the Romans had done to the, to the nation of Israel. And these guys, the Zealots, were guys that carried these Sakari blades and these Sakari blades under their robes, and they would look for Roman soldiers and single them out if they were by themselves and literally uh, stick them between the fourth and fifth rib with the eight-inch blade that they had. Here you have Jesus' disciples. One of them was from this group of people. Now, just imagine that. If I've gotten too uh, bold with you on that one, well, let me shift gears and go to the other side. You've got a guy by the name of Matthew who was also one of Jesus' disciples. Now, Matthew didn't hate the Romans like Simon the Zealot and his group did. Matthew was actually a Roman sympathizer. Why was that? Because Matthew was collecting taxes. And if you're collecting taxes for the Roman government, guess what? You are going to get taxed in ways that you don't want to be taxed. And beyond that, guys like Matthew and tax collectors, they would add a little surcharge for themselves on each tax. So you've got this thing going on where Jesus has, in his disciple mix, Simon the Zealot, hated the Romans, Matthew, who was a Roman sympathizer, I don't, you know, I don't think Democrats, Republicans, liberals, and conservatives even match that stuff, because we're talking about Jesus who brings together these disparate groups of individuals and makes them function together as a whole uh, in his disciple mix. To me, this is a fascinating idea, and we see this happening right behind us now in the State House in a couple of... Um, 
alcoves. Over hundreds of people here are now uh, with us in the State House as they're singing and praying together. This is a fantastic opportunity, HB, to see folks in Indiana come together in the same way and same purpose. Kind of sounds like you just described Jesus as running around in a little game. How about that? <laughs> really? Because I'm telling you, man. Uh, you know, I tell people all the time. I like. I'm a humorous guy. I think laughter is the medicine for my soul. Anyway, I don't know what other people do. So I like to, um, uh, in my manner, translate and transfer all these important things that I read. So there will be a twinge of laughter. But I'm real serious about my yeah. walk with Christ. And I know people say he just joke around with Jesus. Well. God joke around with me too. One of the things, one of the pictures of Jesus that I love, that I I wish I had a copy of. There's a, and I can't even remember the name of the artist right now, but it's a, a pencil drawing of Jesus, an arm around each disciple. There's a disciple on either side of him, and Jesus is pictured as his head thrown back in laughter, having a belly laugh about something that was just said. To me. This is exactly what our Lord is about. He is about being a real human being, because that's what we just celebrated at Christmas. But we're also talking about God in flesh. Yeah. So if we got God in flesh, who's laughing, who's having a good time, who, by the way, his first miracle was done at a party, turning water into wine. Don't get me started. Come on now. Yeah, I got jokes about Seriously. <laughs> I got jokes. <laughs> this is a big deal. So when you stop to think about who Jesus really was, we've got this inverted view of who Jesus is. And when we, we get down to the basics about guys like Matthew or Simon or about Jesus turning water into wine, now we're talking about the realities of life that we all live with. Well, and even when I was... Uh I was reading about David. I was in Samuel and reading about David and, um, you know, his desire with music to to intrigue God. And, you know, I was, I was like, wow, everything I'm about, you know, pretty much. Yeah. I'm okay. Yeah, I'm you're, you're just fine. In fact, David actually used uh, uh, music to try to soothe Saul. Yeah, some of his despondency. Good luck on that. <laughs> and it was it was a tough it was a tough task because here was this man. And let me say this before we take our break: if you're uh, kind of wondering why people hate on you, go back and read Samuel and find out. <laughs> I mean, that, Saul was a yeah. His thing with David, the obsession. Yeah. With David, for no reason, was Hatred. scary. But it, it goes back to let you know, sometimes you don't have to do anything to anybody, and you're just going to have your natural-born haters out there, so don't get yep. caught up. It's written. Yeah. <laughs> you can go check it out for yourself, and then it's not that much of a mystery anymore. That's why I told you sometimes, I be living kind of clean most of the time, man, because I, I done read all this. Yeah. I've read all this. I've read what the different characters look like, uh, you know, different situations look like. And then you can get kind of prepared. Mm-hmm. So that's why I suggest wake up every morning, open your book up. Don't be so structured. Just open it up and start getting some scripture in. There you go. And then as you get versed, you'll start understanding a little bit more in detail how to go get the prescription mm. for your illness. There you go. Is that good? Possibly? I love it, man. We'll be right back. Preach 100 up. episodes. Warp and Wolf live from the Indiana State House, man. Having a ball down here. If you get a chance, come on down. They'll be in here. I'm ready to put some pictures out there, but we got a crowd up in here, Mark. RadioNext.tv, we are live, and the cameramen are setting up here. And uh, I'm telling you, it's getting ready to get live in here as they are going through uh, the legislative session, the openings of this year's legislative session. And uh, Dr. Mark Echo, Harold H.B. Bell, live in the center of the rotunda at the State House. Man, this is big here, brother. This is fantastic work. We're really grateful to be up, up asked and uh, allowed to be part of this here today. Uh, Matt Barnes has set us up nicely. 
uh, he and Tim Overton and Pam Russell, uh, chaplains here, uh, who have done some really fine work uh, working with folks. As Pam Russell well says, uh, simply uh, by being present, a ministry of presence uh, in, in includes and invites other people into their midst. It's a fantastic ministry that they've got going on here at the State House. And it looks like all these tables setting up in front of us here, HP, it sure looks like uh, there's going to be some confab going on here after Absolutely. this prayer meeting. They uh, see the uh, lunches out here. So there's yep. going to be, this is going to be much like how we're setting up uh, the, the, the mixers. nonprofit mixer, yeah. January the 12th, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. There you go. Elaborate 317, 4202 North EMS Boulevard, by the way. <laughs> Come on out and check it out. No, this is exactly what we're talking about. You, you see what happens when we get these people together? Mm-hmm. Um, and they can just talk and communicate and they can act normal. Uh, this is what we have to get to, people. I mean, this is, this is unevasive. Uh, non-threatening, mm-hmm. uh, everybody just being together as human beings, talking about some things. And this we isn't rocket to. science either, you know. This isn't the kind of thing where you have to go to seminary for this stuff. Uh, you actually can just be a real human person and sit and talk with other people, building relationships, much like Pam Russell was talking about earlier. Uh, I was really taken by what by her comments, HP, about what she does here just by being here. Yeah. Yeah, I don't do anything. I'm just here. Yeah, I'm just here, and people come to her. People see me, and they like, you know, they're, they're, she's like a light. She's now, a now, something else she said. Now, seriously, here's here's where i got to give a shout-out here about Comenius and Warp and Woof Radio. Uh, she has ascending church. Did you hear what she said yes. about this? Ascending church, which means, guess what? She's being funded. She's being paid by people who are sending her to do this work. Guess what we need at Comenius? We need funding. We need money. I'm sitting with one of my board members sitting right here. In fact, we're going to have our yearly board meeting coming up this next week. We're going to be talking about the issue of funding and the necessity of that. But it sure would be great if there are folks out there listening to us going, hey, you know what? This is such a cool platform. We need more of this. What can I do to help? Man, HP, this is yeah, a great way I, to I say mean, this. The, and the truth be told, Mark, we have enough stations, and I tell people all the time, they talk about my playlist and how many people are listening and all that kind of I, I get questions like that all day, every day. And I said, first of all, you have to understand this platform is about my community. Yep. Uh, the music is like a carrot. It's secondary. Although I love me some music, I'm more interested in how we can convey messaging through this platform. And uh, so so those are the, the emphasis of why RadioNext.tv lives. I'm not I'm not in to you know i love sports i love all this stuff that most people love i love cooking i love all that (laughs) this network right here is designed for exactly what we're doing today uh most of the programs that you hear much like renita's show yesterday dealing with domestic violence and domestic abuse dealing with the show that laura will be having uh on mental health issues so that's what this platform is about, and we do need support, and we need awareness, and we need all those things necessary uh, where we can stay uh, on the forefront of giving our community information that can help them be entertained, educated, and empowered. That's that's what we do. That's what we're all about. I, I'm looking at my list of folks. I still have other people to mention here, uh, folks that are around town and uh, around the community that have made uh, comments on our Facebook pages about things that we're doing. We want to make sure to give them a shout-out. Steve Cooper from the Rodney Step Band. Uh, Steve, what a wonderful, gentle, quiet, loving spirit, and a man who can play some tunes. you got to listen to him at the He's Rodney like Step. <laughs> yeah, man, it's great stuff right out of 1 Samuel 16. Then you've got uh, Tim Algram, who was actually one of the very first guests we had on the show. He's a wrestling coach up in Lafayette. He was most gracious to come down and talk with us. One of the things he said to me yesterday in, in one of the Facebook posts 
that he responded to was, you know, one of the people that I was talking about two years ago uh, has now gone on into an Olympic uh, strata and has become this great force uh, as a Christian within the uh, athletic realm. This is fantastic thing. These are fantastic things to hear about. James Boyd, who is another great pastor here in Indianapolis area, who does great work in the Creation Institute. Uh, thank you, James, for uh, making a comment on our page about uh, our two years, our 100 shows. Uh, we're grateful for that. Another, uh, Kevin Russell. Boy, what can we say about Kevin Russell, the agent of redemption? He has pushed so many different people in our direction. They do such great work at uh, at Brookside and uh, at the parole office. Here he is, the faith-based parole uh, manager down there at Indianapolis uh, City Parole. Fantastic stuff. And we would be remiss if we didn't mention LaToya Brown. Thank you for your good work in Indianapolis, as well as Polly Riddell, who's the storyteller at 317. Uh, all these great people doing great work in Indianapolis. HP, uh, it's just wonderful to be a part of the process. Man, 100 shows, and I'm telling you, it seems like it just, I mean, like we just hooked this thing up, and, uh, you know, in two more years we'll be talking about 200 shows. And, yeah. Uh, hopefully still giving this great, great community uh, information that is needed to empower us as a community. As you've been listening all day, what you've been hearing is wrap around, wrap around, wrap around. There is not one entity or one service is going to be able to fix the problems that we have in our community. And so what we're going to have to do is figure out how do we get people together like this and then on, on a real civil manner discuss the problems that we have versus sitting up, you know, and, and taking a platform and saying, I'm right, you wrong, and because I stand up under this shield, I'll fight you to the death. And all One of the stuff. things that strikes me as we talk about all of our posts and social media outlets and all that kind of thing is that one of the problems with social media is that you can be anonymous or you can throw stuff out there and never really have to go face to face with anybody, and that's one of the things that folks like Matt Barnes, Tim's over, uh, Matt Barnes, Tim Overton, and Pam Russell are doing. They're actually going face to face with folks at the state capitol building here and getting people to to uh, talk with each other, uh, being generous in their Christian message and love for other folks, and really uh, just bathing this place in prayer. And th- that just attracts people. It's you know the fly is the honey thing is really yeah, true. Absolutely, and I and I and I just get curious when I start thinking about it. And you said this so eloquently, Mark, about how nobody in this building is trying to tear our state down. I mean, everybody's in it for a good cause. And the amazing thing that I find is, is as a parent and as an adult, uh, we preach this all the time. In my educational programs with youth, I'm I'm preaching and teaching what we're watching today. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, we get older. We, we we lose track of what we're preaching and teaching that we want our young people to look like. And realistically, this is what we should look like. One of the things that is important in, in your comment here is the idea of humility, that we don't have to get over on everybody. We don't have to be the person in charge all the time. You think about guys like Matt Barnes, who's up here uh, giving himself as volunteer, a volunteer. Uh, he's being supported in other ways, but he's giving himself in a way that means... He's giving up himself. And so often, this is not what we do in life. We're trying to be, we're trying to outdo everybody else. How much can I harvest? How many nuts can I take back yeah. to my nest for the winter? You know, yeah. so to speak. And, uh, that is, that is not the way that I, as I mentioned before, as I translate my verbiage and my word into my life, that's not what I'm reading. I mean, I know that you have to plan and, and, and take care of self, but, um, everything that I, everything that I kind of consume and digest is how you're going to give yourself 
first. What, when, you know, that's it's almost like tithes, and we've been talking about analogy all day, mm-hmm. 10%. Well, I don't know if that means take your preacher his 10%. I just know it says give your 10% of your first fruits. Mm-hmm. That's important. Uh, so I don't know if that's time, effort, energy towards your community. I don't know if that's a dollar amount. I don't know what it is, but I think every day when you get up, if you don't go give 10% of what you are first, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't to, have a tough day. Absolutely. We're thinking about Jesus here again. What, what did Jesus say? The first shall be last and the last shall be first. So the person who is last is going to be the one that's first. And the idea, of course, is that when you stand at the table and you sit at the lowest position, Jesus actually told a parable about this. Don't go to the highest position at the table. Go to the lowest one and have the uh, person who's in charge of the table say, oh, come on up here. Don't go up to the head of the table and then be shooed away by the person that's in charge saying, no, you don't belong here. That's not cool. I mean, every single one of us knows that. But at the same time, we're not willing to bow in front of other people and be subjective to what yeah. they're trying to do. And before we go to break, we never really digest and think about what it's being said when it'll be harder for a rich man to get through an eye uh, of the needle or a camel to get through the eye of a needle than a rich man to get into the gates of heaven. I mean, there it is. When, when we hear that, what do you think that means? Mm. If you're self-absorbed and self-consuming and all you think about and consider is yourself? Yep probably going to have a hard time. Trouble there. Eternal ground. We're going to come right back. Dr. Mark Echo, Harold H.B. Bell, overtime on the Convenience <laughs> Institute 100 episode. Uh, we've got the newsmakers out here talking to some people over here. I hope we can get the news. Yeah. Get her on the news over here. That's right. RadioNext.tv. There we go. We'll be right back.
RadioNext.tv, we are live down here at the Indiana State House, and uh, the legislation 2018 session has started now, and uh, Ten Point Coalition has walked into the house. Donnie yeah. Reynolds, Daryl Jones, two of those great, great leaders in our community as they get ready to expand out on the far east side of Indianapolis, man. This has been an absolute blast. Oh, here, man, it's so much fun to be here and do this with you. Uh, this is a, a, as you just said, we should take this on the road more often. We really have an awful lot of fun with folks. 
very spontaneous, uh, spur of the moment, uh, kinds of ideas that we have floating around here. But uh, we got some ten point folks up in here. So, Bill Jones, what's happening, yeah. man? Get on that microphone. Okay. Yeah. How y'all doing today? How y'all doing today? It's How all good. Uh, y'all right here at the right place, right space, right time, man. I mean, at least at least we're talking the right language up in here. There I'm just go. saying. So, uh, so uh, down here, look like everybody's having all a nice the people time. you need to see. And I do, I do say, pull Jeffrey Johnson down when he comes out with their. Uh, Far East Side and 46218 initiative that he has going on over there. Didn't he say it? Said they're building 40 homes and they're buying some other homes. Oh, and it, talk ain't nothing but, you know, talk and walking yeah. is walking. So we got to get over there. And uh, you guys are venturing out, man. Talk about as you get ready to venture out on this Far East Side in uh, 2018. Donnie, starting with you, man. What, what are we doing? Well, actually, HB, what's going on? Uh, as we had stated to several other people, we've been invited to come out uh, by. Uh, a few of the community le- le- leaders and uh, concerned clergy in that area uh, to try and uh, reduce some of the uh, homicide rates that are over there. So we look forward to uh, working with them, getting them started, and uh, getting them going coming up here. And I'm glad you said invited because a yes, lot of the people I, really don't understand what you guys do at 10 Point. We talk about this every Wednesday from 12 yeah. p.m. to 2 p.m. on RadioNext.tv. And I, I've been just blessed to hear a little bit more about what you do. And and when we say invite people out, we're inviting the people out. And we've been talking about this, right. you and Reverend Harrison and Reverend yeah. Ellison, myself and Daryl. How are we going to get the people to come out so they can be informed about what Ten Point does versus just hearing it on social media, hearing it on, you know, uh, the barbershop fodder? And you, <laughs> no, I'm just serious. You don't even know what's going on, and yeah. you're talking about what they ain't doing, what they need to do. Uh, we can open it up for them, man, much like this. Yeah. Well, we, we, we're hoping that, you know, uh, we'll have a day. Matter of fact, we were supposed to uh, kick it off, I believe it was yesterday, but due yeah. to the weather. It's been pushed back uh, possibly till next uh, next week, hoping that we'll have a little bit better weather weather to get everybody out. But we'll have a day, and we uh, a day, and we're trying to get everybody in the community on the far east side to come out and join the clergy, join the other people in your community, and uh, you know trying to uh, mobilize the community and. and uh, you know, try to reduce this gun violence that's out there. And, on and the let east me say side. something, HB, if you don't mind. And, and one thing we want everybody on the far east side in that area to understand: we're not the police. We're not coming out there to snitch on nobody, right? Or none of that kind of thing. We're not coming out there to try to bully nobody's operation that's already going on. We're trying to help out. We're trying to be a part of. We're not trying to be the. You know, so you right. guys need to back up off of us saying we're trying to muscle in. You guys that I'm, know who I'm talking about, y'all need to back up off of that, man. And, and as you said, is, man, you guys you said know? each and every week, we're not trying to stop people from eating. We're no, just trying no. to eliminate trying the help. homicide yeah, rate we're of trying to help. people. Yeah. Let, me, let me tell them this for a minute. People, the mission of Ten Point Coalition is to reduce the murders and gun violence That's right. for those who are 12 to 24 years old in That's the neighborhoods right. that they serve in. Right. It didn't say anything about arresting nobody. Nope. Didn't say nope. anything about snitching or telling on nobody. Nope. All we want to do, do is say, okay, if we can stop the homicides, then we've got a chance for some young people to grow up and be fruitful citizens of this community. That's right. Nothing more. That's right. Nothing less. And how That's do we correct. do that? We, we try to find out what your concerns and your needs are, and we try to provide them for you. And That's they can't find this out without you, people. 
got to have you involved in this equation. That's the reason to sit back on the sideline and, and, and talk a lot of rhetoric without saying, how can I come in and see what I can do to assist this organization? Uh, who is this organization? So I'll know a little bit more. If somebody asks me, then I'm clear about who I'm talking about. When right. people talk to me about 10.9, right. I tell them exactly what I know, and then right. if they don't like that, then okay. <laughs> you're getting it from the horse's mouth. Now what? what? Yeah. You know, <laughs> now what? Yeah. And another thing I'd like to add, you know, 10 point, uh, we're not pulling from out of off the west side uh, to go to the east side. What the what is going on ten point on the east side? It is comprised of people that live in that far east side community. You're the ones that, that cho- choose to join. You're the ones that that have to do the work because it's your community. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That's the only way it's going to work. Well, ten points in the house. We're going to take a short break. We've got all the different. David Hampton, come on over here real quick, man, before we get off. Come on, baby. we got to get you in, knowing that y'all can ready to do some things here. David Hampton's in the house down here at the 2018 legislative session, man. Get that mic real quick, Dave. I bet you a seat, man. No, because we've been talking about how we're going to build this, and this is a great start. This is a great start, Dave, about how we can start coming together in this community, man, getting all the different breeds and kinds and creeds together and saying let's talk about some things on, on building relationships instead of tearing each other down. Talk about it, Deputy Mayor. Well, first of all, I appreciate what you're doing. Uh, We need uh, more individuals like yourselves on radio and uh, just spreading the good news. I was just honored to be here to be a part of the prayer service today. You know, it's a a blessing for one to be in the State House and to be able to pray in Jesus' name. Ain't that the truth. And and, and nobody asked you. I'm excited about that right now. (laughs) Yeah, like, don't talk about it alone. But. I, I think your words are, are very profound and correct. We need to find ways to work together, to walk across, to work across not only partisan lines, but, you know, we need our churches to work together. Right. We need government agencies to continue to work together because the issues we face are common to us all, regardless of what our background, what our political affiliation, whatever the case may be. I mentioned in my prayer, you know, we need to address issues of poverty and Unemployment, homelessness, mental health, mental education. Yeah. We got to help. issues are not, yeah. you know, as as Mayor Hogshead always likes to say, potholes are not uh, Republican or Democrat. Right. You know, so <laughs> Which you win, a, you're a right. pothole just needs to be fixed. Which you win, you're right. For the common good of all. So, uh, you know, I think we know what the issues are. We just have to galvanize and find ways to work together to address them, and I think we can. And, and we're coming there. I'm we're like, you know, after, I've been doing this seven years, and I'm going to tell you this: the state of where we are. State of where we are seven years later versus when I just started. I want you to meet Dr. Mark Echo when we take this break because Mark is taking on an initiative from the Fishers, Noblesville, uh, Carmel area saying, okay, uh, white preachers, we got to come down awesome. in the neighborhood and learn who these people are uh, that we have to work with every day. Um, and so we've got initiatives going on all over the place, and hopefully uh, we can bring it all together, man. But I just appreciate well, what you're doing, what you're man, doing, watching man. what you're doing, Dave, and just keep making it happen, bro. David Hampton, Deputy Mayor, and... The Great Shepherd of Light of the World Christian Church. We're going to come right back 10 points on the air right now till 2 o'clock. We are live, and all these great people are coming out of the, uh, the, the, the legislation 2018 opening ceremonies. We're going to come right back and continue to talk to the great people here in the State House. Radio Next.TV is live. All right. Hey, man, thanks for having me.